to content and cash a flash film academy podcast if you want to learn how to take pretty pictures this is not the place but if you're ready to make a living by learning the business behind the camera buckle up because it's time to turn passion into profit with your host ty turner Ah, what's going on everybody what's cracking how y'all feeling this week Everybody tuning in, slide it in. We'll give people a few seconds to pop on in this thing. Uh, I sent out the link so everybody should have it. What's going on, man? Be like, I'm just looking. Let's go. Give people time to check in real quick. Give people a few minutes. What's cracking with everybody? Good looking out. Good looking out on that. Uh. Everybody, I was the uh, I was Hello? double I was double muted, so I do that just to see why a because I'm usually doing I hear you I hear you bro because I'm usually doing stuff uh you know what I'm saying behind the scenes I don't want to be you know saying no important social security numbers and all that stuff and slide on here how y'all feeling this week good okay I'm just gonna assume I see some thumbs up good good. Hope y'all got some good some good W's this week, some good L's. Uh, let me start by talking about just uh, I ain't gonna say it's not an L. It's just it's just a lesson. It's just it's just things that you go through. Um, when you work with companies, um, especially when they big companies, you know, this working with with Spectrum has been uh just interesting. Um, it's just been interesting. It's been you know, you, you you just assume that big companies just got their life together. And a lot of times they just don't. Um, and it's no knock on them. It's their first time, you know, I think doing it. But, um, you know, a lot. Cha- we had a two day shoot. A lot changed from the first day to the second day. You know, the way we had it set up. And I usually uh, I usually do it in reverse. Um, the way we had it set up was we, you know, they didn't have a, a, they didn't have a real like script until day two, you know what I'm saying? So, um, it it was kind of, it was kind of weird because the way they wrote the script and I told them like, yo, we need word for word, but the way they wrote the script was more of, you know, um, line a or, or here's a video of the the tech introducing themselves and then the tech going to this and then the tech going to, and it was more like, you know, like, like, look, bro, we, we need line for line, word for word. We need it done on that level. Um, we don't need it done on the level of, you know, just some bullet points. Like we need word for word. I need, I need that tech to read what they going to say so we can edit it. And it's not different. Um, you know, every single time. So things like that is just like, man, like, you know, so the first day and and mind you again, this is, it's not really a, a bad thing because we offer script writing. Some people don't accept script writing and that's cool. We, we at least try to help you out with the format. Um, but to each his own. So we shot some stuff day one with the idea to shoot all the voiceover stuff on a separate day. Right. Knowing what, what, what this video is about. Let me give you an example. Um, so video one was about 
um, using the tool to to analyze your Wi-Fi signal, right? Um, using the tool to analyze your Wi-Fi signal um, and using this device that they got. Now, it's tricky because this video is a national video. And this device that they're using may only be regional. So everybody's device may be different. So we got to talk about how to use this device, what the, what the reading should be without going into too much detail about the device. So imagine I'm shooting a video teaching you how to play Tetris, but I'm not talking about what device you're playing Tetris on. I can't really focus on whether or not it's a Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Super Nintendo, Nintendo. I'm not going to really focus on what it is. I'm going to focus on how to play Tetris. Um, so, you know, when we filmed it day one, the goal was to go to the homes, you know, speak with the client, um, measure it at the tap, measure it at the house, measure it at the modem, those three places. Um, or, or make sure your signal is strong to get in the house. And then the last part is like modem placement. So we got the rep going around to each room, you know, and in their mind, they wanted to shoot this lengthy start, you know, start at the tap, check on the numbers and pull it off and clean it with, and do and go to the go. I mean, start at the drop, which is your box outside your house. That's in your grass somewhere, the backyard or whatever. Then you go to the box that's located on the side of your house. And then you go to your actual modem. So their their initial video, which was slides, they they gave me a PowerPoint presentation. Um, and it just had bullet points about things that needed to be covered at each point. And though I'm trying to push them towards voiceover, the more the closer we get to the shoot date, it's getting closer to voiceover. So they're just writing out what they want video of. And then what they want the the tech, the tech to say. Now, mind you, it's a billion dollar company. You would think that you're going to, you know, in your mind, you think you're going to show up with a script. It's going to be professional. It's going to be blah, blah, blah. Everything's going to be smooth. But I'm telling you, the reason they chose me is because they didn't have it together. And I stepped in and was like, look, this is what needs to take place. We need to, you know, we got two locations. They are 50 miles apart, 60 miles apart. So, you know, we had locations at certain times. Now, I usually like to reverse this. I like to have my voiceover location and stuff first, and then I take notes, and then we go out and capture the B-roll. But the way they had it set up, we didn't have it like that. We had to go capture the B-roll first, and then go, um, and then go to the the second location, which was the facility. Right. So we captured B-roll of everything that we think is going to be on it. We go to the facility. Um, we, we have them. I usually have a person sit down and read the script and we capture that audio or, or stand up and read the script and we capture the audio just for the purpose of audio. So we're not, we're filming them, but we're not filming them with the purpose to use the footage. We're just using the audio. Then I take them to a separate location where we have him standing up and talking into the camera, reading the script back via teleprompter. Because if I need to break away, let's say I don't have enough footage when he explains something, I got him looking in the camera talking. So to cover my butt, the thing was this. And this is why I usually do it in this order. And I got a video coming out talking about it. Um, the number one thing I like to do, and usually with these type of shoots, is I like to go and have the client sit down and read and do our voiceovers. 
first. That's the very first thing. If I'm walking in the door day one, and I know we filming this, the very first thing I like to do is have them sit down and read the script and record their audio. The reason is you usually catch stuff that's wrong at that moment. I don't want you to catch it while I'm on the teleprompter. And now I got to pull the teleprompter apart. And we got to reword it. And I don't like, I don't like doing that. Me personally, I don't like doing that. I like to do it where somebody can sit down, read it. And they like, Oh, I don't like how that's, that ain't sounded right. Especially, <clears throat> especially, and this is big for anybody. This is your, your gym alert. Um, especially if the person reading it is not the person that wrote it. Now, usually I got them both in a room, right? I got legal. With this situation, I had the tech. I had the writer, which was, you know, a supervisor in that area. I had another tech. I had legal. And I had, like, four other people that were, you know, high up in the company that was sitting around monitoring things to make sure things were okay. As he's reading it, man, the room going crazy. Because they're like, no, that ain't right. That ain't right. We got to change that. So, literally... And I'm leaving it rolling per video. Each video should be less than three minutes. The file that I had for each video to get through that initial reading was at least 20 minutes because they're making changes and I'm not cutting. I like to have one file for my editor. I don't want to have six different files. I can. You can put it in a folder. Some people like to do it. If I'm shooting with the red, I'm, I'm chopping it up because we're talking about 18 gigs a second. So I'm whenever it's a mess up, I'm like, pause. And then the reds don't, they're not like Sony's. You can just hit the button and they just, you know what I'm saying? Stop recording. They, they can record fast, but they can't stop recording fast. I don't know if a lot of y'all know that. If you hit the button, it's thinking like, okay, give me a minute. Let me wrap this file up. All right, give me a minute. It's got to give you a yellow signal. And then it's like, boom, red. Now we done. So it's not like your Sony, you can just boop, 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 boop. But like, that's all you got to do. You ain't got to worry about nothing. That's all you got to do. In fact, let me run mine while we're doing that. You can just, you know, you can just you you can just keep hitting and stopping and hitting and stopping. On the reds, you can't do that. So I'm usually very rarely, unless I'm running the lowest possible Kodak, like like the lowest quality Kodak, which is still really good. I don't usually record it like that. But with the Sony's, I'll do it. The goal for doing that is once they read through it and they don't like it and it ain't sounded right and it's not natural that other people can catch it and they can make changes. So that second day, mind you, we recorded all the B-roll the first day, right? Because that's just the way the schedule played out. And we wanted to do it the other way and I even explained why. But cool, this is how y'all schedule work. Now let me show you where I'm not mad because we gonna, it's going gonna to be more money for me. Um, but getting there, having them read through it, they noticed a lot of things were incorrect, right? And it was little things, especially when you're working with tech companies because tech companies got to say, oh, you check the meter and the meter's negative 47. Then you move to room two and, and everything is good because it's still negative 48. Okay, I need screen grabs that say exactly that, which means you have to, and they have the situation, they have the environment to create the scenario, but when you give me an exact amount, we need to show that on the screen. I, I, you can't say 47, and then the machine you got can only make it do 43 or 40. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be right on par with what you're saying. So, cool. So, as as they're, you know, 
as everybody's sitting listening to this script that I would assume a billion dollar company, they ran a script by everybody. People are cringing and twitching. And turn, oh, that ain't right. We got it. cool. So I'm sitting there. We doing rewrites. He reading it again. We doing re. He's saying like, oh, I wouldn't say it like that. It don't sound natural. Again, this is another reason why I like to bring in talent. Even if they got a tech, so what? This is why I like to bring in talent because talent understands how to say your words in a way that sounds natural to them, right? You ever watch athletes and they put them in acting roles and you like, this dude don't even sound. It ain't that he a bad actor. It's just that he not, he's not trained enough to take somebody else. Right. It's hard to read somebody else writing in a way that you would say it. That's why they sound fake. Hey, today I want to welcome you all to the show. They wouldn't have said it like that. They would have been like, yo, I want to thank everybody for showing up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just different. Um, and, and, and listen, I ran into that when I was working with um, Vimeo, right? Because they had ideas and points that they wanted to include that they, and it's weird because they pulled stuff from old videos that I just, you know, I just fly off the cuff. I'm just me. And they're like, say this. And I'm like, and I'm reading it like, I'm reading how they wrote it. And I'm like, I didn't say it like that. Well, just say it the way you said. Like, if I read it the way you got it, it that ain't me. You know what I'm saying? I, literally, one of the lines was something like, um, I want you to glance at your equipment and then take the best picture you have ever taken of your equipment and post it onto the Craigslist because you are not going to make it. Like, I didn't say it like that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't I didn't say it like that. I said, you know, you know, take pretty pictures of your gear, post your pictures on Craigslist, and sell your gear because you're not gonna make it. Like that's how I said it, but that's how they wrote it. So you know what I'm saying? Like, anyway, back to the story. The point I'm trying to prove is when you don't have talent, it's difficult for people that are techs to say stuff the way corporate has written it. And that was one of the things that we ran into. So that was an issue. So as we are writing, as we are going through the sit down read that I'm filming for voiceover, stuff's getting rewritten, right? It's getting completely rewritten. So we ended up finishing rewriting everything, recording the voiceover. Then we went and did the stand up talking head uh, teleprompter, which is CYA number two. Um, but we had already shot stuff on day one. And some of the stuff that they added, we didn't have footage of, which is fine because I see why I cover my butt by getting a talking head into the video. Right. So if we got if we if he say, you know, exit your your spectrum vehicle and um, proceed to the tap and remove the cover and then go check, blah, blah, blah. I could always cut back to him saying it. If we didn't have that footage. So it works. It's just, it's just something you'll get used to doing as you shoot a lot of these. You'll, you'll, you'll know how to cover your butt. However, they added some things that are technical that we that they don't want a shot of him talking about. They actually want him doing it. So pause, because on the flip side of that, we capture extra footage on things like they were like, we want him to enter the living room, the dining room, and then the downstairs office. And in the living room and dining room, we want the signal to be okay. And th like their idea was literally 
to film a guy walk down some steps in this big old house, walk into the room, run a scan check, say okay to the scan check, and then walk into this. I'm like, well, that that alone is four minutes worth of footage. The way we're going to shoot this is three seconds. A second with him in the dining room looking at it saying, yeah. A shot of him in the living room looking at it saying, yeah. A shot of him in the office looking at it saying, nah. That's it. We're not going to shoot the way, you know, the way y'all describing it. You know, video don't work like that. So, again, so we got all of this footage, everything straight. And then we edit the footage. I sent out, um, I sent out, you know, draft footage. In fact, I may be able to show you guys one while we're here. Why not? I may be able to show you guys one. So as I, I got send, a quick question. As I send that, go for it, bro. So help me understand when you say CYA with the additional footage. Help me understand. Wouldn't that be on them because they're the ones that's switching it up and they're adding stuff? It, I, it, I agree with you. It would be on them. But it's gonna land on you. It's it's crazy. It's gonna land on you. So not not necessarily. It it won't necessarily land on you. But if you CYA and you know that companies do this, which every company I've ever worked with have like very rarely have I ever gotten a script. And what was emailed to me on the way to the shoot was what we actually shot, word for word, page for page. Like even big shows have rewrites on set. Uh, and I think a lot, if you watch any behind the scenes, like writers are there. And that's kind of what the strike is. You know, strikes are like, hey, we want to get paid extra because we got to, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can literally be filming a screen, a, a shot, and and they're like, hmm, I really ain't feeling that. Like, we need a rewrite right now. Right now. So it just happens. So because I know this happens, especially with tech, whenever you do tech videos, whenever you do videos that are that's training, and it's really it ain't even training videos. Whenever you do a video and there's multiple people involved, right? And the wording got to go through multiple people. You, everybody on here that's watching right now, we would say things differently than each other. If somebody entered the room, if we had a character and somebody entered the room and we had to greet that person, some of y'all say, hey, hi, what up, though? What's up? Yo, everybody would say it different. So I'm from Detroit. We say, what up, though? Right. That's just how we do. What up, though? What up? That's just every this is how we do. You know what I'm saying? If you're not from Detroit and I wrote that for you, you probably wouldn't even say it in the right tone. You may say, what up? You know what I'm saying? Like you may not say it the way I envision it. And a perfect example of that is I wrote a movie called The Unseen. Right. It involves two girls, two 20 year old white girls. Right. And the way I'm writing it. They in that mug like, what up? Nah, bro. Cause we so we gotta sit down and do a whole rewrite with them to help cap to help it, to help put it in their voice to make the character more realistic. Now they were professionals and they would have rolled with it, but it's just different. Because this shoot, we had a tech talk about what he's doing. And you got and, and the tech is is Hispanic. He's from Texas. We got, you know. You can almost say producers because they are they are producers. They're writing the the training, and a lot of times these companies don't have people who have experience in video. They got people who are learning and development. That's training, right? And that's completely different. It's completely what you write for a book is completely different 
than what you write for video. Often I'm busting people over the head saying, look, we're showing that. We don't have to describe it. We don't have to describe that. We're showing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't have to say, as you can see on the remote, there is a red button that is on top of the home button and the back. We don't got to do all of that. We could just say the the button here. And you know what I'm saying? So a lot of times they don't realize that until we're literally there. And they're literally looking at something that could have been like, yo, click the red button. You know, something that they wrote to say, as you see on the remote located in the top part of the remote, there is a red button on top of two buttons. You don't need that. That's what you need in a book. You don't need that on video. On video, you can just highlight it and say, click the red button up top, the power button. You know what I'm saying? It should look like this. So a lot of times when you're dealing with companies who don't have, they don't they don't have people that do video like that. So, so you're going to always have to translate what they have into what you need to shoot. For, as an upsell, the companies that pay you to rewrite their script is done auto- automatically. For companies that don't, we just got to roll with what you got and check it off, right? And I'm going to literally have you there saying, is that right? We got this? Okay, cool. Check it off. It's just that with tech stuff, once we recorded the stuff at the house and we went back to the to the training facility, they learned things like, oh, even though it's a negative 42 dB on a video, we can't make our equipment um, simulate that. We can only make our equipment simulate negative 43. Well, I got him saying negative 42. So the only screen capture you can give me is of negative 43. Then we shouldn't have said the, the decibel. We should have just said it'll be red or it'll be unfavorable, like stuff like that. And that's cool. We're going to film it. When we deliver the deliverables, they're going to be unhappy because it don't match up. So guess what? They're going to have to pay for me to come out and reshoot it because their script changed. That's just on them. So payday for me. But I'm not going to say it's a bad day for them, but you got to try to have the conversation with the client in a way where, because look, I'm going to be real with you. The client don't want to take the heat, especially the person that you're dealing with from their boss. They don't want to take the heat from something that they did wrong. They want to push the heat on you. So they don't look bad. It's not, it's nothing, it's not no me versus them. It's just, you know, it's just the politics of being in a, in a company. Like they don't want to, they don't want to take the heat. They rather you take the heat. And I don't mind taking the heat if we're gonna cut the check. I'm not taking the heat for free. Period. So yeah. you, you you gotta have that pushback to say to 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 get that across as professionally as possible. Remember, I'm from the military. I'm from the army. You know, you go tell your sergeant, hey, this is fucked up. This is fucked up, sorry. What are we going to do? Shit, I don't know. Uh, Unfuck it. All right. Cool. Like, I'm. that's what, and that works. That works. In corporate America, you can't do that. You, you got to, per my last email, you know, changes were made to the script at a time later than the film. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just, you just have to move differently. And it's, 
you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it just is what it is. And, and I'm telling y'all this because I promise you're going to be in this situation. So that, Go for it. If y'all got questions, jump my, in. Yeah. So that goes to my next question. So when you say, like, you're dealing with this billion-dollar company, when do you say, okay, I'm going to comp this one. They, they threw a, a curveball at me at the last minute. I'm going to comp this for them. I'm going to do it because I could. I want to foster goodwill. Yeah. How do you make that decision opposed to, nah, they're going to pay me extra for this? I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to be really, really real with you, and that's a great question. Great question. A part of you feels like I need to do this for them because because, you know, they're a big company. We could be doing blah, 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 blah. They're going, in the long run, I'm going to be really honest. What I've learned is they're going to respect you more if you like, nah, B, this on you. I promise you. When you bend over, they're going to keep sticking you until they're tired, until they roll over, smoke a cigarette, and go to sleep. When you say, nah, B, we, we wanted to shoot it like this, Y'all wanted to shoot it like that. That is why we're in this situation. You know, next time, can you provide it to us so we can lay out, lay it out for you? Like, it's kind of like the same thing happened when people don't want to pay for the teleprompter. They get there and they like, oh, can I read? Can you just hold it up next to the? No, it's going to look bad. I know, but if I could just put it right there, I'm not going to read it. But just to have it right there next to the camera, I can. No. Cause you're going to be doing this all day and it's going to look bad. And if they insist, we will do it. But guess what? When you get that footage back, we're not reshooting it for free. You're going to get charged for another day. Plus the damn teleprompter. So I'm giving you pushback. You got to understand that based off my experience, I don't suggest that. that and that's how I'm going into this situation. Based off my experience, hey, this is one of the reasons why, and I'm punching you in the throat. This is one of the reasons why we wanted to shoot the talking heads on day one and then capture the B-roll on day two. This, You know what I'm saying? So this is just a situation where they're going to scrape their knees and knuckles, and I'm going to push back. Just like your doctor would push back if you went in there screaming, I need a, I need a Tylenol 3, I need a Viking, I need an Oxycontin. No, you don't. For what? I, I I got pain. I got no. You don't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like so. Sometimes the 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 doctor has to protect the patient from themselves. Um. Even when you know you 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 diagnose some, you write a prescription, and they come back and it ain't enough. Okay, I, I told you it wasn't gonna be enough. That's why I said let's do this. Now they want to do it. Now they now they all ears and and that is how you get a client for life. It's not being like oh we'll fix it. We messed up. No, we'll. it's not that. Pushing back, saying this is what we do. This is what we suggest. Y'all wanted to do it this way. We did it your way. And in my mind, I'm like it's costing you extra money. If you would have listened to me, I'm, I'm gonna make it very clear without making it very clear that if you would have completely listened to me you would have saved this $4,000 you're about to spend. Now, a lot of times they don't care because it ain't their money. That's the great thing about B2B and corporate. It ain't their money. It's nothing for them to get another $10,000. Like, okay, $10,000, all right, cool. Uh, can we do it Tuesday? So 
It is what it is. I'm going to let y'all watch um, this very, very, very early rough draft of the video so you can get an idea of what I'm talking about. Um, usually I'll make a whole training on it, but I ain't going to. That's coming. But right now, I want to show y'all um, just this. Um, and this video um, uses some of the techniques that I talk to y'all about all the time. First is going to be this. I don't know why we ain't got no audio all of a sudden. Where is my... Can y'all hear that? Can y'all hear that? Yeah? Okay, cool. So, again, I have a draft warning screen, right? Because there are a few things that is, that's in this that you're going to... I want to make sure you watch. Because I don't want you emailing me saying the color ain't right, the audio ain't right, the time... We're not worried about that right now. We're worried about placement and how things look. So this is a draft warning screen. Um, I have the arrows because the client will receive this link on the review page. Um, so the, And they can leave comments on the review page, kind of like Frame.io. So it tells you, I got arrows pointing to where your ass need to go if you got some problems. If it's a problem, it's some beef, this is where you can find me. All right? Request edits on mobile, even on a mobile device. I got it down there. All right. So, and this plays for a whole minute. This plays for a whole minute before. Now, so that you can't say you ain't, you can't say it. Also, they have a pending invoice. I do this with everybody. Don't you ever send somebody a video without, you're going to see invoice pending right in the middle of it. I don't, this is a billion dollar company. You still owe me money. I don't care. Julian Gonzalez and welcome to this SCTE video. We're going to be going over digital. This is all Sony shot. Actually natural light, a little bit of bounce on location. Digital RF measurements, specifically covering DOCSIS 3.1 and 4.0. Ungraded footage. Now I usually, I usually at least drop a LUT on the first clip. I, I say I'm not doing no color grade just to give my idea because, because like, on one of the emails, they were like, well, it looks washed out. Did you, did you, did you watch the first freaking minute of the video where it told you we're not touching color? So I usually, the first one, I'll usually do a little bit of gray, not a lot. Usually just dropping a LUT. This is S-Log 3. Here's the S-Log 3 LUT. Wham, bam, thank you, man. No matter which version of the access network you're working on, signal quality is... This is even cricket. If you can, you can tell, like it's even, it needs to be a little adjusted, which we do later and it's not a problem. We shot it extra wide to do that. But um, yeah. It's the most important factor in providing services to customers. You will need to perform signal level measurements in three places. Keep in mind, a few things here. There's no, we didn't do no audio. There's no voice isolation. We, there's still two channels, which we're going to do a, a mono channel and then do all the compression and all the audio editing there to get a good picture of the network. These locations are... This is what I call CYA footage. This is CYA footage. Because you hear all that dialogue of stuff we didn't cover that we need footage for, and we don't want to keep looking at him. That's CYA footage. On. Signal quality is the most important factor in providing services to customers. You will need to perform signal level measurements in three places to get a good picture of the network. These locations are the tap, ground block, and the customer premise equipment. The test equipment used in your area may differ from the meter we're using today. Now, however, 
The Doxis test function will provide similar measurements across brands. I'm starting the Doxis test at the tap and the meter will automatically check these parameters. Ingress, upstream, downstream, MER, and BER. Now for the final video, I actually did this graphic a little different um, or the edit that I have now. I'll show you, uh, you guys another one to give you an idea of what I guess. Upstream, downstream, MER, and BER. All right, I've just finished testing the tap and the ground block location with one check. And I've also initiated a pressure test at the house wiring with no signs of compromise. I will now head into the house. That's another example of CYA footage. I said, hey, when they go in the house, do they have to wear stuff on their feet? Do they gotta wear booties or whatever? Yeah, so we should show that as they entered the house. So we got shots of him putting these on his feet. See, I only show it for half a second, but CYA footage. I a pressure test at the house wiring. With I will now head into the house to test the modem CYA location. footage, CYA footage, CYA footage. All over the see like again, him just entering the house. We got an extra, we got more clips just showing that. Him getting greeted by the customer, entering the house, whatever. Okay, now I am testing the modem location with the meter and the test is coming back with a pass. Now I can install the customer's modem and they should have the best customer. CYA random footage. More shots we got just to have. Customer experience. As you saw in the video, measuring the DOCSIS RF signal in a thorough manner is important to provide the best customer service experience. CYA footage. Thank you for watching this video on measuring RF signal quality. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is a $8,670 video. So, um, that's another example. Let me get, let me play one more for you because we, we got four of them. Um, I'll just play one more. Uh, I think we gonna let's do this one. So let me show you this one real quick. And then we'll, I'll just want to talk to you. I can, it's easier when I can show you. Um, so again, with every single video, we're starting with this. You hear how loud it is? like that for a reason so again you want to make sure you you want to cut off a lot the goal is to make sure we have the right shots the goal is to make sure we have the right audio shot selection then we can polish it off because I, I don't need the client's input on color grade and all that stuff the only thing I really need to client input is, are the shot selections right? Are they saying the right stuff? Are they showing, are we showing the right stuff? So everything is in brand, same Hi, thing. I'm Julian, and in this SCT video, I'm going to cover the equipment and procedures used to troubleshoot fiber to the home installations. Again, when you use real text, you, you're gonna lose that, that, that camera appeal, that quality that you would get from somebody who is talented. Who can, who can nod their head and say, hey, I'm Julian, and today we're in. You don't get that when you use real people. And that's something that I learned working at TGI Fridays because they always wanted to use real bartenders. And I'm like, yeah, real bartenders are cool, but they're not good on camera. They don't smile all the time. They don't make the right expressions. They don't, they just, they're, they're great for being a bartender, but that's not TV. TV requires a little more training. That's the benefit. And when I, when I go to upsell talent, I'll show them something like this compared to us bringing in talent and show them something that talent has done. Night and day difference. 
Again, talent may cost you $250 a day. You may charge $1,200 a day. It's up to you. Plus, I got to feed them and everything. Same CYA. When troubleshooting or testing EPON, there are two critical things to check. Are the connectors and bulkheads clean? And what are the power readings? The largest cause of problems. As you can see on that wide shot, it's still crooked by a degree. On the final shot, it's, it's, it's fixed. In fiber networks. And it's okay. You can, you can mess up as long as you can, you, know, you can fix it. Are dirty connectors and ports. This is because it's extremely small. Single mode fiber has a core size of nine microns. So any little bit of dirt can interfere oh, with what? or even block the signal. We now, will now, those are shots that I got off the internet for the client. They're like, that's all that. Like, where'd you get that? This ain't even a video I really wanted to show. I wanted to show the video with uh, the Wi-Fi install is the one I want to show, which is this, is, this is it right here. Okay. Every video got this on it. I'm not, I'm not playing with these people. Okay, let's go here. Here we go. Wi-Fi is a prominent way devices connect to the home network which makes installing a Wi-Fi network a critical factor in the customer experience. When installing Wi-Fi, a technician must More choose CYA a location footage. that provides the best coverage. Before installing a single piece of equipment, we must talk to the customer to determine their requirement. More CYA footage, which we knew there was going to be a section to talk to the client. So we got this 20 different angles of this. For Wi-Fi coverage. Doing this will help you decide where to install the equipment. The location of the Wi-Fi router same, same affects shot. performance. Look for a central place in the home. Remember that a Wi-Fi router placed in a lower portion of the home, such as a basement or room, far from where the customer needs we'll the best coverage, shot. will lead to poor customer. Mine, these these are not final shots. That, that shot we're going to end up changing. Experience. In this situation, the customer chose the best location for them in the upstairs office. So now that a cable modem and router are installed in the customer's upstairs office, we will verify the coverage in the house with a Wi-Fi router and That's a jump cut. We're gonna analyzer change on the meter. You will navigate to the Wi-Fi analyzer menu and hit enter in the meter menu. Next, you will find the customer's SSID. Now pause, this is at their location. Look at all them freaking charter. You know what I'm saying? Like charter this, charter that. They got, this is their test, test facility. Some million, like it's. I personally wouldn't have done that because it doesn't represent like a real neighborhood. You're not gonna have ten charters. Even if they got chartered, they're gonna be named something different. I, but it's not that big of a deal. It's just me being for the use networks. But that's in this, this is what case, I did to help. select the Zoom SSIDs in. you want to monitor on this meter by placing a check mark next to their name. So now I'm taking it again. You can hear the tone of voice. It's not the most flattering. It's not what I would use for something professional, but they wanted to use their tape. Initial reading at the router location, and I have a negative 46 dB. Which now, look, the closest we had was negative 47 on what they sent me. He said negative 46. What the script should have said was a favorable um, reading of over blank. That's what it should have said. But since it gave me an exact number, and then the screen grabs that they presented don't have that number the boss is looking at the video like what is the video production company doing so this is why you got to be stern with hey i need one that says negative 46 show me negative 46 i'm gonna put this here for now to show you how we're using a graphic but i needed to say negative 46 
It's a good signal. Now, I'll walk downstairs to the living room, which is below the router's location, and take a reading. I have a... We just did a parallax shot with the cop with the with the reading in the bottom left good corner. signal in the living room still in the green at a negative 47 db now i head to the room furthest away from the router here i'm getting a yellow reading on the meter so the goal was show you happy in this room show you happy in this room show you unhappy in this room it's negative 49 db so it's at its threshold at this point i need to meet with the customer to recommend now he's an executive of spectrum we're just he just at the house so um, we got random shots of them two just coming together, just talking, meeting, um, and just looking like they're having a conversation. Moving the router to a central location for better coverage. That's how they ended that video. There's no thank you for, which is, you know, it is what it is. But I wanted to share with you guys that even when you're working with a billion dollar company, you have to you have to direct them like you have to really and sometimes some people listen out the gate some people they got to touch the stove to believe it's hot right they got to they got to do it their way you got to film it like they wanted to film and then you got to deliver it and be like okay you you ready to do it my way you know what i'm saying like you you got to do that um and it costs them money now if you want it's up to you to say okay we'll do this and do that this I'm not, this is a billion dollar company. We're not reshooting this for free, which is not much to me that needs to be reshot, but any reshoots that needs to take place is going to take place at a cost. It is what it is. So, I mean, that's just an example of, you know, when you have your, when you have your, your procedures in place, like I said, we like to do voice recordings first, just like I like to do interviews first. Then we'll capture B-roll. I don't like to do B-roll first. Under no circumstances do I ever want to do B-roll first unless the client has a situation like this where they're like, hey, the house is only available on this day. The training facility is only available on that day. We only got five hours at the house. We got 10 hours at the training facility. Well, five hours at the house, we got to capture four videos. Some of the videos use the same stuff, and that's cool, but the script's not even finished. The script's not even completed. And I'm getting copies of the script a week before, three days before, two days before. It's changing every single time. Whatever we land on when we get there is what I'm shooting. So, and you have to be stern about saying, hey, make sure, you know, X, Y, and Z, and bring up these. Now, the reason they chose me is because I brought a lot of stuff to the table that they didn't, they never thought about. And everybody else was talking about, we're going to shoot it, and it's going to look good, and we're going to have... And I was like, listen, we, if y'all want to do this and have it available in multiple languages, it needs to be mostly voiceover. If y'all want to do it and do this, Y, and X, Y, and Z, it needs to be this. So when I brought a lot of ideas um, to the table, they were like, this, this, this company shoots training videos all day, every day. Let's go with them. But there were still a few things they, you know, wanted to do their way. And it's going to cost them a little bit. And that's fine. They got the money. I got the time. But I guarantee you, this is four of, they want to shoot another 90-something videos. No, 100, another 104 videos. I guarantee you, when we shoot the next video, they're going to say, hey, hey, boss, uh, tell us what to do. Point us in the right direction. Which one, what you want us to do first? What you want us to do second? Because, you know, they see 
what we do, how we work and why we work a certain way. So it just, you know, that was just something that I'm going through with a client that I wanted to kind of share because you guys will run into it if you have not run into it as well. And I, and I know often we think when the paychecks get bigger and the clients get bigger, you know, it's going to be easier or it's going to be better. Um, but the, the reason the check is bigger with this situation is because I have the experience to help them get it right. Um, it's not about production value. I'm shooting this on the Sony a seven S three. I could, I can shoot this on the a 6,500. Honestly, I can shoot this on a cell phone. Honestly, it's, it's the quality don't matter. This, this ain't about quality. This is about making sure that they have what they need to train, um, to train their reps in a uniform way across the country. So I just wanted to share that with you because I feel like it's a, it's a lesson that you will run into. Um, and just having some insight on how to handle it will make you be more professional and it'll keep that client kind of, um, you know, clients like when you've done something before clients don't want to be your first, anything. The, the worst thing you can do to your client is like, we'll figure it out. Or say, uh, you know, I can, I, you want to say, hey, no problem. In fact, if I was you, we, we normally do it like this to help. Oh, I never thought of, damn, you're right. Just like me saying, hey, let's shoot this, the voiceover stuff first. Everything I told you, I told them. And they were like, yeah, we normally, yeah, we like that. But the way we have it, okay, cool. And as soon as we sat down that second day to record it, you know how people put their pen in their mouth and they thinking like, damn, we're going to have to, that the whole room was doing that as he was reading. Like he was even, the tech was even scraping stuff. Like I wouldn't, we can't do this. They don't, we don't, we clean it before we insert it here. We don't, you know, y'all got it written where we going to insert it. Then clean. Nah. So again, they're looking baffled like, damn. And I'm sitting here like, we got footage of him cleaning it. We can probably cut in. I'm thinking like an editor, like maybe we can cut in. You know what I'm saying? So it's a learning experience for them. Um, and, and sometimes people who are excellent in their field, they're a little less open to just hand you everything until you have a situation like this. And then they begin to trust you. And once they trust you, you get a blank check and you get, you know, you get a blank check and you get all the freedom you need. So it was like that for me in the military. Um, when they when they knew you can do what you can do, even as a private, I had full reign of, of every every project that I touched after that because they trust me. So I just wanted to share that with y'all. It's a lot. My bad. It's about 40 minutes. But I think it's very valuable um, because you're going to run into this on both the photography side and the video side. Um, and I just wanted to give an example how a billion dollar company still got $20 problems. So you become valuable when you can solve those problems. You become very valuable to that company. And, and now when they need training, why would they go somewhere else? Why would they go somewhere else? To start over? We've made it clear to them that we travel. We'll cover every part of the country. They're like, cool. So, um, I got some stuff, uh, I don't think I can access it from here, but I have some, I got some behind the scenes stuff that's coming to show you guys just, you know, once it was completed and everything's put together, um, you'll get to see 
um, just how everything came out. Uh, let me see if I can show y'all this real quick. Oops. Yeah, I mean, even like I'll give you, I'll give you a taste of this real quick, and then we'll we'll get into somebody else. Um, I got, I still got a training video coming. Kept out at around two hundred degrees, so be careful. They are hot to touch. Housed inside each group head is the portafilter. It can be removed with a simple pull to the left. Inside the portafilter is the filter basket into which we'll be grinding and compressing our coffee when we're ready to make espresso. The size of the filter basket determines the dose. So this is the video we did for Farmer Brothers recently, um, dealing with a whole lot of coffee properly. and shiny stuff. Here I have the Mythos by Nova Simonelli and the Mini by Mazur. While espresso grinders come in various shapes and sizes like these, they all have the same general part. He's a lot better on camera. He's reading off a teleprompter, but he wrote it. So it's a world of a difference. He wrote it in his own voice with his own style. And you can tell, even though he's not, um, you know, true talent, he's still doing better than the last guy who was reading what was put in front of him. Parts and functions. Up top, we have the hopper for holding whole bean coffee. Underneath the hopper, we have the hopper gates or slide. Which, you know, these were a lot to shoot because there's so much shiny stuff, there's so much detail, there's so much, you know, it's a lot. But that shoot was done, completed, finished, they got it. They're happy with it, they love it. Um, so just wanna give you guys an example of just some of the stuff you're gonna run into. I mean, I, that, if you have not run into it already, get ready. Um, because as the tag go up, as the price go up, as the client get bigger, um, you're going to have to be more stern. And we, you know, we think that clients always right. You got to be nice. The truth is they want you to take control. They want you to say, no, this is, this is what we need to do. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't be an asshole, you know, be, be professional, be nice. Um, but they are hiring you not just to film but you become reassuringly expensive when you have enough experience to say, this is what needs to take place. This is the itinerary. Okay, I, I see what dates you have available. I see what you got going on. This is how we're going to shoot based off that. And this is why we need to do, we need to move this to the front. This is why this needs to be second. The, you know, because we need to set up lighting in that location and film everything in that location. So we're not breaking down equipment, moving over here, just because that's second. We're not going to break down this equipment, move over here, film it, put everything together, film it, and break it down and come back. So, you know, them understanding that um, helps. Plus, sometimes if you explain it to clients that way, it'll simplify your shoot. Because now they're saying, well, we can just shoot that there while we're there. Perfect. So, um, with that coffee shoot, everything took place in their makeshift kitchen. There were some scenes that were outside. But we're like, we're capturing everything that happens here now. And then we'll go drag lights and capture those extra pieces, which wasn't nothing crazy. But all right, who else got wins and wins and losses? I, I know y'all tired of hearing me. So uh, who who else got some some W's? Or if you got questions about that, let me say that first. Anybody got questions about that shoot um, or about that those two situations that I kind of shared with you? I'll give you a second to uh, pop on and ask those questions, whether it be in the chat. Um, I'll give people a minute. Speak now or forever hold your peace, as they say. And all the, um, and all the uh, TV shows where people get married. All right, cool. Well, who got some W's? Give people a minute. 
Let's see who got some. Uh, I know, I know, Luke, you had one. You say Signal wasn't the best. And we'll give a few people time to jump on and go and go for it. Let me uh do this. There we go. Creighton, you know your camera's on, bro. I'm looking all in your car. I don't know what you got going on, but your camera's on. Go for it, bro. I, I have your back, Ty. Go. Okay, go for it. It is. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm driving and not looking at the screen. I, I don't know. I don't know how Luke and other people do it. So I um, think they use. They got like a phone but, holder so and they sit it wins. up. Okay, let's go. Let's hit them W. Oh yeah, I, I, I'm too old school. I set it down. <laughs> but um, yeah, old school for sure. There. Um, but now that we're in football season. We're, Getting uh, all kinds of uh, my B2C sales. Mm -hmm. I have uh, my most recent beta client, which we're working, which is turned into a whole bunch of marketing stuff because it, you know, we we we, ha we have the conversation. You know, it, it's it's not you know it's not just uh, what do they need. It's how how can I help? Right. And uh, sorry, hold on. It, it's. Hold on, I'm driving. I'm, I'm a little bit discombobulated yeah, outside be, of driving. Be safe first, man. Be safe first. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, but basically, <laughs> right? Uh, but basically, going up there and, you know, now you know, it's like going in. It's like I, I haven't even brought brought, a, brought my camera out. Nothing. Uh, nothing like that. And it's all about, okay, hey, what are we going to do with marketing? How are we going to solve? How are we going to solve this problem for them? And here, here, here's the the side for us is how how does my company learn about this niche? Now that I've seen, hey, there's a lot more people in in that niche that my company can go and help and get paid for. Um. And so we are definitely, you know, we're 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 learning from our from from, from the beta client, uh, getting ready to, uh, you know, have a really awesome package for these guys, and then, uh, you know, yeah, just uh, it's exciting because, you know, th there, there's just so much, uh, there, there's so many different pieces that, that I'm having to put together that I haven't had to put together in a while. And, uh, and seeing, and, and really seeing how, how valuable these things are. Uh, just got, uh, uh, I'm parked now. Um, but, but we ended up, we, we did the initial marketing analysis for them and, wasn't even asking for a uh, for a referral or or, or uh, anything yet, and we, we got done, and have two great um uh, what what what's the word I'm thinking of um I don't want to say referral but uh uh got got, got like two great lead, like warm leads um. I'm trying a uh, review. Yeah, that 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 uh, get, 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 got two great reviews from them, um, and we're we're still not done yet, and so th that's super exciting. And th th then 
then I have uh, uh, the running money co coming in off of uh, off of the B2C stuff. And then the nice thing is, is because everything has been built multiple websites, so that way it's not just everybody going just to one. I, I have certain people going to one website, another group of people going to a different website, and another group of people going to, to a separate website. And they're seeing, hey, it's not just one what it's not just one company doing all the different things it's a whole bunch of little companies specializing in solving these people's problems and so the b2c it might you might start over here and then we're going to send you over here and then you know like maybe maybe you're a business owner and so yeah we're starting over here at b2c we're and then we're going to uh Sorry, we're, we're going to start you with, with, with our free stuff that, that, that's, that's going to be our news coverage. Then we're going to get you over here as a B2C customer. And then if you're a business owner or high enough up working for somebody, we're going to bring you all the way over here to what's going to be the marketing and, and, and advertising stuff. And so it's not just, uh, it, it doesn't just end in one spot. Now, where the customer ends up going is dependent on their individual situation. But as we're building out for this niche, we're going to be able to go after, um, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be in a situation where we're going to be, able, where, sorry, where we will be able to go after that particular niche. And that's probably going to turn into another website just so that way we, we, we can go headhunt those guys. I'm actually reading a so, book right now that talks about uh, building the perfect landing page. I may share that. Um, we, we may try to try to push it into the book because it's a short book, but I think it'll it'll benefit mm -hmm. uh, benefit a lot. Oh, absolutely! Especially people, uh, you know, once you built one website, I don't want to say you built them all, but you you, you have an idea of how to build them all. Yeah. And so, and, and if you can get the right parts in the right places, and you know, that's really been my big thing is how how do I get enough of the right parts in the, in the right places with the right phrasing, because everybody's going to have a different need at these different levels. And so, That's, you know, and, and really, to no, me, go ahead. I would say to me, that comes back to, as you move to the B2B side, project management is something that it's a skill set that you have to develop. It ain't being a good project manager is more valuable than being a good camera operator. Cause you can camera operators, you can get them a dime a dozen, you know, and, and you, it's cool that you love the fact that you love it mm -hmm. means it's a job that you'll do. And you, you don't blink twice. Being a project manager is the part that I tell people to sharpen that skill as they move over to B2B because your project management is what makes you super valuable. A lot of people can show up and film. You tell them, Hey, film this guy opening this door. That's cool. Not a lot of people can manage a project, especially when you got a fragmented, broken, half-ass piece of project from a client. And it's the best they can do because they don't do what you do. They don't they don't turn training into video. They just know they need a video. Um, and having the ability to take those broken pieces and, and make something beautiful out of it um, while managing the project. You know, little stuff like the fact that on full shoot days, I got to feed my crew. 
Exactly. We're, we're in an area I don't The good thing about it is DoorDash, Uber Eats helps a lot. Because I'm telling you, three years ago when I was doing this, four years ago when I was doing this, and I'm Man, filming, in a, that out. filming in a different location, I got to look in the freaking Google Maps to see who deliver, who, you know what I'm saying? Like, now I can just be like, hey, my location, Uber Eats, hey, y'all, we got Chick-fil-A, Popeye's, blah, blah, what y'all want? Cool. Here, here's the phone. Put in your order, and you know I'll you know I'll send it when we do. It makes it a lot easier to order because little stuff like that was a pain. And there you go, you got the goods. And some companies wouldn't think about that. So I can't tell you how many times just bringing up lunch to a client, and they're like, "Damn, we're gonna have ten executives on site. Hey, we'll, we'll cover lunch. Don't worry about it." I know, like you know what I'm saying. Y'all gonna cover it one way or the other i mean you know i'm paying i'm swiping the card if i gotta order it but y'all covering it but plenty of times they they you know they need us there for eight hours and they ain't thought nothing about food and eight hours mean i'm getting there setting up and we're filming for eight hours so i, I project management is everything um it's it's one of the most important skill sets you need to be successful in this industry i mean cut you off but it was, it's a very good point that you brought up about, uh, you know, having the ability to manage projects for clients. And if you want to, you know, if you're thinking about, man, I'm getting $200 for a shoot now. How do I get that $200 to 20000 Project management is how you get it. It ain't better equipment. It ain't better shooting. It may not be better marketing. It's your ability to manage a project. Period. Cause that's all I'm doing. I'm bringing in talent, people I know. I'm bringing in other shooters, people on my staff. I'm just managing the project. I'm your project manager. That's it. I just I I can just manage it with the understanding of what the editor needs, what I want to shoot, what what needs to be delivered. I'm just I'm just managing it with with the experience of being in these roles. So it gives me better experience as a man as a project as a project manager for this type of project. Now, if you task me with building a car, I, I, that ain't me. I can't do that. I've never done it before. Um, but with this, I just have the experience of knowing what type of footage is needed for my for my editor when he sit down. Just like I showed y'all the CYA footage, right? Because I don't want to show 26 seconds of this guy's face. I, I'd rather show 10 seconds of him getting out the truck, 10 seconds of him putting the cones down, and 10 seconds of him walking up to the spot to cover that 26 seconds as a project manager who's have the experience of an editor, a videographer, you know, um, a colorist. Uh, I understand that. So take that skill set and then take a step back to manage the project. Directors get the biggest check next to the, next to the actor. In most cases, directors get a bigger check than the actor, the camera guy. You don't even know who, you don't know who the camera guy was for Jurassic Park. You don't know who the camera guy was for E.T. or Indiana Jones. You know the lead actor and the director, period. And directors really, actors get a paycheck. Smart actors get some of the box office money. Most directors getting the cut of that box office money. Most directors getting residuals. That actor get that paid one time. Every time that junk, every time Independence Day come on TV, somebody's getting paid. Usually it's the director along with the company that owns it. So they usually have bigger, better deals. They usually make more money. Um, and they usually have better careers. I mean, it's directors that 
have been in the game for 20 years. And, you know, the directors get caught up in all kind of scandals and still work. You can get a DUI as an actor and you getting shelled. You know what I'm saying? Like you could, you could, your wife could trip leaving the house and have a bruise and somebody filming at the right time, your ass is done. Directors be freaking, they be getting away with the worst. I'm not even going to go down the rabbit hole. They get away with the worst of the worst. Uh, I'm sure you can pull up all kind of TMZ scandals of directors doing the craziest stuff and they still working. So that's just how valuable they are um, because of their ability to manage the project, uh, especially when it's a big hundred million dollar project. Just think of, you know, what's invested into a Marvel movie and, and how you have to manage that hundred million dollar investment. You know, it's going to make billions. It's going to make a lot of money, but it's, it's, you're very valuable when you can turn a hundred million dollars into a movie that makes 800 million, 900 million, a billion dollars. You're, you are the most valuable person in that building. Um, so these are things that I want you to think about as you go to B2B, because you really, you're really developing that same relationship as you would as a production company that's shooting the next Marvel movie. Technically, you are you are bringing their vision to life. You're, you have the same importance to whatever mom and pop shop. They're, they're investing in creating content to, um, you know, to, to, to gain ROI. And you're the project manager in charge of it. So they're spending whatever it costs to hire you to make more money. Your ability to make everything work and deliver that product is what makes you valuable. Filming and taking pretty pictures is a portion of it, but it's not what makes you, it's not what makes you as valuable. So keep that in mind. And I want you to look at it that way as you, as you build your company um, and present yourself that way. Don't I never say I'm the guy that's filming. I'm never the camera guy. I'm the project manager. I'm never the camera guy. I'm never your photographer for today. I'm the project manager. I just like to get my hands dirty. Every now and then you'll see a shot of Steven Spielberg behind the camera. Michael Bay behind the camera. You, you'll see them. They like to get their hands dirty. I'm, that's who I am. So uh, one of my favorite shots is um, the Wachowski sisters uh, who did the Matrix, they was awarded red Komodos because they used them on the most recent Matrix. They and they got them decorated to match their style because they like to get behind. They like to get their hands dirty. They like to get behind the camera and get their hands dirty. So, you know, that's that's how I envision myself with these projects. Um, and by placing myself on that pedestal to my client, I am more valuable to my client. So it's little things like that that you need to wrap your mind around to go from $200. I'm telling you, little stuff like that, to go from $200 a shoot to $20,000 a shoot. It's just how you position yourself. My, my, my card don't say photographer, videographer. My card says project manager. That's my title. It's not founder. It ain't even CEO to most people. It's project manager um, because that's what I want to be responsible of. And I told you guys before, when people call in, and they have a conversation with, with me, you know, I, I, I tell them that I am assigned to your project. I am your project manager. And it kind of feels like, um, it feels like, um, what is it called? I can't think of the word is on the top of my head. What is it called when you go to a hotel and they assign you somebody to help with everything to get tickets and I forgot what it's called. I can't think of it. Um, 
concierge. It kind of feel like that. It feels it feels luxurious a little bit for a B2B client to have a project manager that they can talk about cuz 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 that person that hired you they you're thinking f-stop and aperture and composition they're not thinking that way so they need somebody to go to be there in between and if i present myself as a photographer you know they they think photographers are just artsy broke people that's just you know weird with no shoes on and you know and we got to and yeah baby they need somebody in between to help translate that Right. So I never present myself as the starving artist, photographer, videographer, the, the camera gadget guy. I never present myself as that. I present myself as the project manager who have experience in making sure projects are completed. And that is what makes me valuable. Um, and that is what, you know, if you present yourself that way and they can't afford to use. You're listening to Content and Cash. A Flash Film Academy podcast. You and they want to bring you in, let's say for, um, you know, as a consultant, you still have you're still available for that. If you present yourself as a photographer, you're not. Go for it, Roger. Roger with the uh with with the Galaxy S10, you mute it right mute it right now, bro. Roger got his whole cell phone model uh serial number. We got it all. No, I'm joking. Because he got that Galaxy S10, and it won't work for him. Yeah, okay, there, was, uh, there you go. It's okay. It's I okay. have my earpiece plugged in. Um, so uh, but yeah, I so I have a lesson. Um, basically, uh, you guys remember the post I posted about the video for the stand down. Refresh, um, refresh their mind just in case they missed it. <laughs> so uh, the Compton Chamber of Commerce asked me, uh, we were in the, actually we were in a Zoom meeting and um, the the people who were supposed to do PR just didn't. And so she was like, well, you're doing video, right? Can't you make us a video for us to, to advertise the stand down? And I let her know. I was like, well, I, you know, I do live stream that's like all i do is live stream um but uh i'm learning video and so she was like well make us a video if you can just you know so i, I left out the the boardroom went to the other room made a quick video with some uh, stock footage from uh Invanto, uh and tossed it together i showed it to her she loved it i didn't even i told her i was going to put words on the screen but she wanted it as it was. And I was just like, okay. Um, you know, but you know, I wanted to get some feedback. I was like, let me ask, because I think we should do some some different stuff with the video. Uh I let her know what some of the feedback was. And uh she didn't care. She started sending people the the video um I'm and a, having them post it. I'm gonna tell you how to position that next time. One, if it's video related, you do it. You just need time to come up with a proposal. And during that time, you can either find somebody to subcontract it and make you some some profit margins. Um, that's that's the first thing I do. And I go for anybody. If somebody say, hey, we need a photographer, I'm going to cut it down a little bit. Hold on. If somebody say, hey, we need a photographer to do whatever, we need video, we need live streaming, you get the details and you go find somebody that do it and you add you some money onto the price. Get somebody you trust and present a proposal. 
Don't say you don't do it unless it's something. Unless you think, unless sometimes it's too big. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes it's it's too big, and you like I ain't about to mess that up. Two, as far as sending them the video and them instantly wanting to send it out, um, to prevent that, you have to give legitimate reasons as to why the video is not ready. Right. So let me give you an example. Don't don't ever let those reasons be be artistic reasons. Right. Because artistic reasons means my opinion versus yours. So if you like, oh, I don't like it. I need to add more. It, it'll look better. Nope. That's just if she looking at it, she's like, it's good enough. It's good enough. Boom. You know, the debate is over with. If you can say with words on the screen, we feel like we can capture 20 percent more of the viewer's attention or videos typically um, do better with words on the screen. So that's why we're going to add it or to help your audience fully understand what we're trying to say here. And to emphasize on X, Y, and Z, we add words on the screen or subtitles or, or, you know, everybody don't, you know, everybody method of learning isn't hearing everybody method of getting people attention. Isn't always an, an audible one. Sometimes it's visual. So to capture to both of them, because we want to reach as many people as possible, words on the screen will help us do that. And if you deliver it in a draft format, this is a draft, draft, you know, on it, and where they can't share it, there's nothing they can do, that'll help, that'll help as well. I'm never delivering anything to a client that don't have some type of watermark or intro warning. Um because clients will, they'll get too giddy, they'll get too happy and they'll share it. And that's what I like about Vimeo is when I share a link with a client and it's a review page, I know how many people viewed it. I know if it's 20 or if it's two. So um, usually when you have that conversation, and remember, you never want to get caught, and I, and I want y'all to practice this, you never knew to nothing, right? Never get caught with your pants down like you knew to it. Never, ever get caught that way because now they got the power. And when they get the power, you're a starving artist and they're going to pay you what they want to pay you. So whenever they suggest or need anything, hey, this is what we do. Give me the details and I will get you the proposal. Even if you got to research, even if you got to go look it up, you got to find somebody on Fiverr. I don't care what you got to do. If you got to send me an email and say, hey, point me in the direction of somebody that does explainer videos. I've used Thumbtack and HoneyBook to hire people who do what I can't do. I learn what their rates are and I'll sprinkle a little bit on it and give it to the client and say, if you want to do it, this is what it costs. We can definitely do it. So just be careful with that because it goes back to like, when I say, say we instead of I, right? We, we, we speaking French. Yes, we can do that. Yeah. Let me run it by our writing team. Let me, you always are bigger, especially when you go B to B you're bigger than you. It's never just me. If you got beef with me, you you think 20 vans going to pull up to your house with Flashville Media gear and jumping out. You know what I'm saying? If, if I say all hands on deck, you're going you're gonna to be scared. You're going to think we're an army. Um, and if if you've ever been in the army, that's one of their greatest tricks is to look bigger than what they were. If you, I don't mean to get all uh, World War II on you, but they had a whole division that had inflatable tanks 
to make it look like they were bigger than they were. Literally inflatable tanks. They pulling just so when they fly over, they can be like, dude, I seen 40 tanks over there. It was two. I'm not making this up. So as a business owner, when you're working with businesses, businesses respect confidence. They respect you being reassuring because being reassuringly expensive is just confidence. It's the same thing you would want from your doctor if they say, uh, we may, we may be able to fix your knee. We may be able to do something with it. Doctors don't say that. Doctors say, we're going to have you up and running in six weeks. We're going to do X, Y, and Z. And you're like, yeah, you ain't even thinking about the cost. Your insurance company get the bill. It's $40,000 for some physical training classes to help you, you know what I'm saying, to go, to go stand on a tennis ball for two hours a day for six weeks. You know what I'm saying? How you, you know, they push your foot down with a towel or they had been archer. They got you. Your insurance company paying for it. So just in those situations, I would say, um, I, I try to never say no unless it's something that's really out of my scope. And even if it's really out of my scope, I may contact a bigger company and say, hey, what would y'all pay me for this? I got a client that want to do it. We can work out something. Give me 10% because they're ready to spend 80000 Whatever. They'll do it. I'll do it. You call me up and say, hey, Ty, I'm working with Pepsi. They want to shoot training videos. They have uh, a $200,000 budget. It's a little bit more than we can do. Can you handle it? I'll, here go a few of them dollars. I'm on the way. Anybody would. That's a great article uh, you post with the, with the blow up uh, tanks. It's so real. So, I mean, and that's that's just how I would handle it um, with that client. And, and, and it's something that, listen, I want y'all to practice. I want y'all to practice. You know, being worth $20,000 a shoot, a part of it is just how you walk in the door. It's just your confidence. It ain't got nothing to do with, we think it's our camera. We think we're going to come in and be like, yeah, you know, you know, uh, you know what I'm saying? I got this, you know, this Sony right here. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing. You know, they don't care about that. They don't care about that. They care about your ability to manage their project. Um, and that's just, I've learned that from trial and error. But, but with that situation, um, like I said, give her, give her reasons based off your experience why the video is not ready. Don't, don't go toe to toe with her on creativity. Cause she think, you know, if I think it's good enough, it's good enough. I don't have to debate you on that because I'm sending it to my people. You, you could never win that argument. Um, you know, so just, just, you know, that's, that's how I would handle that situation. But did you all, um, you say she liked it. Did you discuss pricing with her before or did you just deliver it? Let me ask you that question. I'll give you a second because I know you're muted. I, uh, I just delivered it. Uh, like, literally, I just got up and went to the next room and uh, put, put that video together. And um, you got to be careful with that. I'm going to tell you why. They and, and anybody who deal with, especially a one-man, single-man photographer, videographer, they see you and they don't see company shirts. They don't see company. They just see one guy. They got a starving artist mentality. They, they right. thinking like, I'm going to throw you some change. You just, you, you, you know, you having fun anyway. I'm going to throw you some change. Just knock this out. I'm just going to, you know, that's why I say be careful with beta clients. If, if, if you want a beta client and you haven't taken the course or, or went through the chapter on beta clients, most people think I just say walk in and shoot for free. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying develop a specific product 
based off their needs, and that's it. People who have not taken that chapter is walking in here getting ran through because they think a beta client is just doing everything for somebody that's willing to work with you. No, not at all. I'm saying understand what their what their pain points are and then providing a cinematic solution after making sure that you're solving a $20,000 problem and not a $2 problem. You could be solving a $2 problem. No matter what, it's $2. That ain't going to work for me. I want to solve a $20,000 problem. So that's something that is... uh. I think, you know, when we first get started, it's just something that we got to learn and and get used to, you know, uh, you know, we got to just get used to carrying ourselves like that. That's why I say we, and and, and subconsciously, when your client look at you, you got your logo on, you got your truck outside, you've been saying we, they thinking, man, if I pay this $10,000, it ain't just going to you. People don't like to give you $10,000. They like to get your company $10,000. People don't like to get, give you anything. That's too much money for you. That's not too much money for your company, though. It's weird, but, you, you know, people just, people feel funny if I hire somebody to redo my bathroom and there's one guy and he charges me $40,000. I feel comfortable if I see two, three, four people splitting it. Now I'm looking at it like, yeah, okay. That's no wonder it's that price. They knocking it out. So when they deal with your company and you're saying stuff like our writing team is going to take care of the script. I'm just a project manager. You know, we're going to have a team come out and film it. I may be a part of that team because I know the project and I like filming. That's how I wrap it. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, And that's just, you know, clients. And I, I learned that from books that I read about how clients feel comfortable spending money. Like people will overspend buying from a dealership than they would buying from a private seller. People spend 30% more from a dealership because they assume the dealership is going to have a 10 point inspection. You know, this car got to be seen by 30 people. Somebody would have noticed that it's a lemon by now. Whereas a private owner, he could be a supercar guy. He could be the guy that watches this car every, he could be the most perfect car owner. We only drive this car on Sundays. I pull it out on sunny days he could be the most perfect guy that's going to do stuff that the dealership would never do. But you don't trust him because it's one person. You don't got nobody to go after. You know what I'm saying? Like, so people just feel more comfortable buying from companies. So present yourself that way. But, you know, so uh, go for it. All right. A couple, a couple of quick thoughts, but before I actually uh, chow down into my dinner here, uh, so in, in Roger's case, to me, the moment that somebody who is not in advertising or marketing is taking a video and running with it, to me, that's a red flag. Because even though they're the president of a chamber of commerce or president of this or president of that, they don't necessarily know diddly squat about what this is. Um, you know, and then R- Roger, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I, I I, I I know you read all my comments. Um, in that case, I'm going to stand behind this. It it, it should have just been the flyer. It, th- th- there's no need for video. In, in my in my opinion, even though they want video, if they if they wanted and and that also plays into not just what does the client want, 
what does the project actually need? Because if 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 the project needs a 90-minute Hollywood film made handled by Steven Spielberg, then that's what the project needs. In this case, I, I, I'm, I'm going to stand, stand, stand behind my comments of it needed a piece of paper and a copying machine because you have someone who doesn't understand the advertising, who, who's, who's in charge, and you have somebody who uh, – and, and the same person, they're just – they're like, oh, we need video. Well, but who's going to see the video? Right. In this case, a homeless veteran. Like, like how, how are they going to know to find the video? Like, are you going to find them on Facebook? Is, I mean, that, that's... Is the music we used even clear for that type of licensing? Exactly. You can get you know, in a world of hurt thinking that because you on Epidemic Sounds, you downloaded a song that you can go market with it because you can't. There's a special license for that. You mm-hmm. may have the YouTube license or the free license, and you may not have the right license. I did a video for CarPro USA years ago during a, a review of the Ford Explorer, and there's music that I use. And a, like a year and a half later, they came back because they we bought the license for regional because this is a regional TV show, which was ABC. And then ABC decided they wanted to take it national. They had to go from a $125 license to like a $1,000 audio license to play it nationally mm-hmm. to an audience up to a certain size. And, you know, we had to provide that information and go get that license. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I charged them a little extra. It was, it was, they paid $1,500. It was a $1,200 because I got to do the work. It ain't free. They paid fifteen hundred. The license was like eleven nine, something like that. All I had to do was go there, click buy. Boom! Here, here's the document to to, to see why I made some money. Uh, you know, I think I got that song that some audio jungle. They made the money. Everybody was happy. Yeah. So and, and you know, yeah, I'll be careful. Yeah, and, and then here, and on top of that is someone going through and reading all those licenses that, that, that you get from Envato because maybe that person on there said, Hey, I don't want to be, I don't want my picture being used with an HIV AIDS ad. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge and thing. you know, Hey, you know, I mean, you know, like just, you, you don't know. And that's where you run into a lot of these problems that people just don't think about. And that, and I guarantee it, the president of the chamber of commerce, she ain't worried about it. She's worried about her own business. She's worried about, uh, dare I say, the party that the chamber's going to put on at, at the end of the year. And she's worried about her social status. She's not worried about the fine print. She doesn't give two shits. And, and let me also she's say my this. French. No, no, you, you, you yeah. make up a valid point. Let me also say this, and I'm going to be reeling straight up with y'all. If some shit go wrong, it you okay. you going to take the blame. You taking it if it go wrong there. She is going to throw you so far under the bus to say, oh, this is what they gave me. What you mean? What you mean? We got a lawsuit for such and such music because we played this on the commercial. This is what they gave me. Knowing she snatched it and ran out the room. You're going to take that heat. Now, that heat can cost you money. It can cost you reputation. It can cost you career. It can cost you a lot of stuff. So 
it's just like if if you know if a doctor writes you a prescription for six oxy, six prescriptions of oxycodone and you overdose on the corner somewhere, they're gonna say, well, where did he get this from? If your kid take a gun to school, where did he get this gun from? It's coming back to you. And that again, that's another reason why the LLC need to be set up to protect your personal assets because these things happen way more than you know. These things happen way more than you know. Somebody pay somebody to film something. They don't, the, the person don't, you know, they're not honest about what they plan on doing with the footage. They put a million dollar campaign behind it. Somebody who made a beat that they put on Epidemic Sounds is watching their, their music play on a Walmart commercial. They live it. They trying to see who did what. They trace it back to you. You bought a YouTube license for a commercial you got that's on the Super Bowl. They coming after you. And it's it's a whole lot cheaper to negotiate that beforehand because they're not gonna say, okay, go back and purchase the, the regional license. No. They want a part, they want a part of that profit. And that company that hired you, that's that paid you, you know, two thousand dollars to shoot this commercial is now getting sued for two point five million or let's just say two hundred and fifty thousand. And they like, oh, well, the production company gave us this. Go after them. Now you you liable for it. If you don't have an LLC and you got, and you home a, you you home a, own I can't even talk own a home or other assets, they coming after that. So that's why CYA is super important in this situation and understanding um, and having an understanding of of what they plan on doing because your contract should, you know, this is the license that you're paying for. Now if you go do something crazy and the stuff hit the fan and it come back to me, I'm going to refer back to this document where you all said you're going to be using this for regional use only. You decide to run it on a national level. So not only is the music company suing your ass, I'm suing you too. Cause I never, I didn't give you permission to use this video. I, I licensed it to you for regional purposes. You went national with it. So you got two problems to deal with now. And my talent who signed off that's in your video, they signed off for regional content, not national. We we gotta have a talk. We could, you know, and that's where you get, you know, that that national license would have cost them an extra two grand, and now it's gonna cost them an extra two hundred thousand. And that whoever that gatekeeper you talk to, they're gonna try to throw you under the bus. Oh, the video company said it was cool. No, you signed off right here. You know what I'm saying? You you didn't check the box for that license. So these are things that, you know, these are things that you, you need to be aware of because uh, it can come back and bite you. Because they're going to, any, anytime you have an issue like this, and this is what everybody, anytime you have an issue like this, the person at that company is going to throw you under the bus. I don't care how great your relationship is. They're going to throw you under the bus. So... Just want to say, Diddy still paying Sting? Absolutely, I seen that interview. He paying him every day for a sample he used and didn't clear. It's way more expensive to to ask for forgiveness than permission, and when it comes to licensing. So I just want to put that out there. Um, but but you know that's what we're here for to to have these conversations so that next time you prepare. And then there's other people that's listening that may be in that situation. Um, you know so. The, mo the most important thing I want you to take away from this situation is the way you present yourself is the way people will respect you. Um, and unknowingly, we all, in the beginning, present ourselves as starving artists. 
or people that's talented with a camera or people that love to do this or people, you know what I'm saying? And companies will take advantage of that because that's what you gave them. Um, so, so the goal is to teach everybody to present yourself as a company because then you get paid as a company. You get, you get, um, you get paid as a company, you get treated as a company and you, 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 you have a higher standard. Um, so, you know, there you go. Um, let me see. I may, I may, let me, I'm gonna look into that. Josh, Josh asked a question about a link in module one. Let me look into that and see if that link is still there. I'll definitely look into it. I got two hands up. Next up is Luke. Go for it, bro. What up? What's going Wait, on? Um, so I've been working on these leads, working on these proposals. Um, freaking Labor Day is kind of in my way, but it's all good. Um, my first question is I've got a guy who's a gatekeeper, basically. He's um he's in my BNI group, but he's like the first salesperson the solar company ever hired. So he's their sales manager or sales director or like whatever. Um, so he wants the company to work with me. And he's trying to get the owner to sit down with me. Now the owner keeps acting like he's too busy. Um, but dude is like, what can you give me that'll help me convince this dude? And I'm like, Ty, what do I give him? It's gonna help. They're gonna help him convince the dude to take the meeting. Um, because he's confident if we get him in the meeting, the owner in the meeting, then he'll be sold on it. I love that. Okay. Um, this is I'm gonna tell you what's great about this, and this is why niche is important. I'm gonna go back to slapping everybody with niche. Case studies. Case studies. Owners only care about money, they only care about profit. Don't don't try to finesse them with prettiness. Finesse them with profit. Finesse yep. them by showing what you have done for people. Period. Don't show. Don't talk about how pretty it's gonna be, how dope, and we got stud sliders, and who cares? The last company that worked with me started here, and they ended here, and it took very little from them to get them there. All we need is, you know, make it turnkey. These questions answered so that we can understand how to get you from point A to point B and let us work. So if you don't got time, cool. I'm going to use that to my advantage. That tells me that you value not, not I'm not going to say not getting your hands dirty, but you value us get staying out the way. Th that lets me know what they value. They value not having to touch this shit at all and still getting the result more than they value how pretty the picture is. So use that to your advantage. All we need is a very little amount of your time to take you from X to Z, like we've done for these past three companies. Okay, awesome. And I, I'm going to tell yeah. you, I like people like that because they've revealed their hand to me as to what's the most important thing. Yep. His time. Cool. Say less. We're a turnkey solution. Give me 30 minutes. We can work. Give me 30 minutes, a signed proposal and a retainer, and we off and running. You'll see results in X, Y, and Z time. Cool. I won't bother you. I won't bug you. You won't even know we're there. And I've gotten clients who, I, I years ago, I landed a big headshot client. That's why I started going out to people because they were so big. We, we, you know, we need to do headshots for everybody, but we're so busy. Say less. I'm going to come set up in your break room, and we're just going to get people in and out. And I want to say I charged them 300 ahead and probably did 
probably like 200 people at one time. Do the math on that. It was like 220 people at like 300 a pop. In and out in the break room. Did it? I did it in like, I want to say over two days. I was just scheduling people for break room. Hey, went down the aisle, the cubicle, you at 11, you 11.15, you 11.30, you 11.45, you 12, you, and just knocked it out. So, but, but I understood that their time was way more valuable than, I'm not going to say the quality of the picture because we're still going to offer the picture at a certain level of quality, but you're telling me what you value. Use that to your advantage. Okay. Yeah. Um, and would you do a written case study or a video or how would you run the, how would you run the case study? Would you do a video with a written case study? Yep, I do both. I do a proposal, proposal file with a video in it. Okay. And and I would tell them up front, tell them up front, this is only going to take four minutes because you've, you've revealed to me your most important thing. I'm going to use that with everything. Hey, this proposal is going to take three minutes of your time. In this proposal, we're going to show you what we did for companies like yours. Let's go. Boom. Here's a video before and after talking, you know, quick snippets. Here's price. This is when we can do it. We can get started. You know. Okay. So just jump right into the proposal. Yep. Don't even ask for a meeting. Just straight up jump right yep. into the proposal. Like take this, give it to the guy, have him go through this, and then call me, tell me what he says. Yeah. Because right. you ain't even, literally my proposal is going to start off with, this is going to take five this five minutes of your time could help your sales go from X to Z right now. Giving me five minutes right now. Cause, cause you got the gatekeeper that's going to do all the work. The owner just need to be like, yeah, let's do it. The owner need to see the price. What he getting? Let's do it. And the gatekeeper going to be your go-to guy. They're going to work with you with everything. The owner just need to know that I'm leaving better than I came and what it's going to cost me and what should I make from it? Cool. I'm going to give you that in, Three minutes. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you it's gonna take five and I'm gonna do it in three. Cause I'm a over I'm a under promise and over deliver from, from day one. So th that's what they value. Cool. And while they're sitting there watching that three minute video, they're gonna realize that what you're doing to them will work for their audience as well. I okay. I, I love clients like that. I I I get they ass. But I'm going to tell y'all, everybody's listening, because I know somebody else said they had the same thing. Once you start dealing with it, you're going to like to see it, because you got to answer for it. You know what I'm saying? It's like being a fighter, and you see somebody throw a left-hand punch, and you know you got to answer for that. Oh, I can, I'm so happy to see this on the test. I got your ass. Now you mine. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's, it's and, and as you grow in, your, in this industry, in your niche, you're going to see the same five problems over and over again. You know what I'm saying? You're going to say the same five objections over and over again. Cool. I know how to overcome them. I've been overcoming them for years. And, and you get to the point where you feel like there's nothing they can throw at you. In fact, you're happy to see a new question. It'll make you think like, ah, oh, good. I got to think. I got to do some research on this. I like this. Because you're going to see the same five problems over and over again. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, you know, so it, it, you you will love it. You will love it. Um, it was one other thing I was going to say. I slipped my mind that quick. Um, oh, I was going to say this. Oh, oh, Creighton Save. Uh, Vibe Magazine is doing a highlight video for these high schools in the area for 15000 a pop. Yep. And they're probably doing more than that for more high schools coming up. I was going to say this because I got a video coming out about it talking about 
creating scarcity, right? So encouraging clients to buy now. How many of you guys are running a Labor Day sale? Put a, put a one. Put a one in the comments. If you're if you are running a Labor Day sale, you should be running something for Labor Day. Whether it's headshots, whether it's marketing, whether it's video, you should. I'm running be, one, but only to existing clients. That's I'm not that, running. that's perfect. Yep, that's perfect. I I prefer it to existing clients. You should be running a Labor Day sale. It don't got to be 50% off. It can be 10 Something to encourage your clients to act now. Old clients is the best clients because they already know what you're about. They work with you. You should be running something for Labor Day. On, on your website, on your Facebook page, on whatever, your Instagram. You should be emailing your, your previous clients. You should be running a Labor Day special. You should also be doing it for Halloween and every other holiday. If you do event photography, they're going to have Halloween parties. Corporates, companies, they, they, you got to, corporate companies throw parties to, what's the correct word to say? Um, not just to celebrate employees, but to pay less tax money. They're looking for ways to pay less in taxes. Give them a reason. Hey, I know you guys probably got a Halloween party coming up would be a great time for images for the company. That's how I got in the photo booths and all of that stuff. So um, scarcity is a great way to make clients act now and to create that scarcity, right? Because we, as people, fear missing out on things. To create that, use holidays to your advantage. Remember, as a, as a business owner, holidays aren't just... You got to get out of that consumer mindset or use that consumer mindset to understand your audience. People pay money on holidays. With Labor Day, what they selling? A lot of charcoal, grills, the last push for grills for the year. You know, as a, every holiday is attached to something. Halloween is candy. Christmas is gifts. That's why all the, all the you notice, all the camera companies, they drop in November. GoPro, all the good camera companies drop new cameras around this time of year going into November. Sony just launched two new uh, A7Cs. They got more coming. Uh, DJI just just announced a, a new action camera. This is the time of year. Everybody's trying to launch their stuff so you can get what you want for Christmas. So you should be using the calendar to create scarcity so that clients will buy you know, now if they, if you got a deal where, you know, for every video over this amount, we're doing five free headshots. It may make them pull the trigger on something that they would have just sat on and say, oh, we'll get it next year. Oh, you mean I can get it now and get 10% off plus get headshots? Let's do it. I can do if I buy five headshots, I get a group shot. Let's do it. Or for every department, you know, with five or more people, we get a group shot at the department. Let's do it. You know what I'm saying? So so you should be thinking like that as a business owner for every single holiday. This time of year, if you're up north, the, the leaves are, are orange and red and they're pretty. You should be doing photo shoots if you're if you're a photographer based on that. They're not gonna be they're gonna fall in a minute. They're gonna be off the trees. We're doing a fall special. You know, we're doing, you know, so you should be thinking like that as a business owner to create scarcity in what you offer.
so that people who like you and thinking about it will pull the trigger on it. I got to get you thinking like a business owner and you got to be thinking three, four, five holidays in advance. And you should be speaking to your client saying, what are you guys doing for Labor Day? What do you have planned for Labor Day? Because you need to be talking to them about creating scarcity for their clients. Sometimes your ability to create, you're not only creating scarcity for them, you want to help them create scarcity for their clients. A lot of companies are doing things for Labor Day, um, whether it be just a communication video from the CEO saying happy Labor Day or whatever. They're, they're doing something for the holiday. Often they need content. So if they need content and you're running a sale, it's a win-win for everybody. So you should be, holidays should be money signs to you. The days of losing money during holidays is over with. It's all about making money during holidays. And you got to plan that out. You should be on Christmas right now. You should be on Christmas and Valentine's Day planning at this point. That's how far ahead you should be. So I, I think, you know, we just got to think like that. Go for it, Josh. Wait, wait, wait. Were you done, Luke? Uh, do you have one more? Oh, I got one more. I'll go Actually, for it. Go I got for one it. more question. I'm full of questions this week because I'm trying it. to close like I'm trying to close like 10 proposals. I'm trying to bring you like 10 wins next week. I like that. But yeah, so I've got another proposal. This guy, I'm meeting with him on Friday. He's a custom builder. He has a terrible website and a terrible, he has no website and a terrible logo, but he owns the right domain name. He has no idea how to get this done. He has problems with web builders, right? Like he always starts with them and then something happens and he like can't fucking get it done with them, whether they just don't get back to him or like whatever. Uh, bunch of problems, right? I have a great, reliable web designer. I'm not worried about the web design part. I think I'm pretty guaranteed to close him on the web design part as long as I can get the price where he wants it, which isn't a problem. She's not very expensive. I mean, if he doesn't want to pay that much, he's going to get crap from India anyway. Um, so my question is, how do I parlay this conversation where he thinks he just needs a website and nothing else into a conversation about his logo and more importantly, the content for the website and like how he markets. Cause I don't care if he only wants two people, if he wants the right two people every year, it needs to be some high end fucking videos because we're talking like $2 million custom mansions with like, um, like the, the five person rain shower with the jets all around the sides and the bathtub where the wall opens up to the backyard and like the bathtubs inside the shower. And it's like 200 square foot shower. Like it's that sort of shit. You, you know, know what? I, I had defog, a the bannies, the defog and change color temperature when you touch on the mirror. Like it's that shit. I had I a need home builder like that. I'm going to tell yeah, you like what I did. Um, that was sort of similar to that. Just like him when he approached clients who. I'm, the politically correct way to say it is clients who have a, a greater budget. Sometimes they don't know what to spend it on. Right. You just don't know what's available. I didn't know I can get jets in my shower to stream from the wall. I, I, you just don't know. Right. And people are missing out on what they don't know about that they could possibly get because your brand doesn't show them that. So you are missing 10, 20, 30, 40% more per client because they don't know what's available. Let's do a better job especially when you are on a higher end on the lower end, they probably couldn't afford it anyway. On the right. higher end, we want to present options.
Because people with money will check every box. Sometimes they'll check it just to say they got it. A lot of people we know got cars and they got features they don't even use just to have the the XL mop. You know what I'm saying? Just, there are people who just want the best of the best. They judge it by price, not necessarily by value or learning the tech. So when people have big budgets or higher end things or luxury items, present them with options. And I'll just straight up tell them, like, based off what you're providing, you're not showing enough options. You're missing money because you're not provi providing these people with enough options. We need to show that. That's how I represent it. And the same thing I say when you work with B2B and, and your proposals missing teleprompter and talent and hair and makeup, all this stuff that they would check had they known about it. People will buy way more from you than you think. You're just not giving them enough options sometimes. I can't tell you how many people bought photo and needed video or bought video and needed photo. We just didn't, we just didn't show them. Like we do all of this other stuff on the proposal, like as an option, like while we're there, we can also X, Y, and Z. I, I, I was selling photo booths simply by having it as an option when, when, I, when I submitted proposals for corporate event photography. They would check it. $1,200, $1,500 photo booth. They, they wasn't even thinking about getting one, but it's an option. Yeah, we get a photo booth too. Let's do it. We can do a highlight video. Let's do it. We can, we can interview people and get reviews while on location. Let's do it. So that's that's how I tell you guys, like, I've turned a $500 client to a $10,000 client. They, they weren't trying to spend $500 because that's all they had. They were trying to spend $500 because they didn't know why they needed to spend more. And sometimes you got you to gotta present that. So would you present him a decent amount of options as well to kind of show him, like, this is how your clients should feel. Like, they should feel like there's... All this shit yep. from like all the way up to all the way down in each different section. And like, you know, maybe you want this, maybe you want that. I would tell them, I would literally tell him, you are missing an additional 20 to 50%. 20 to 50, okay. Because you're not presenting your clients with everything you offer. Tell, tell, and, and, and I'm going to tell you, I use ego here, right? Tell me about right. them showers that you installed in that house. That was dope. I've never seen that before. Yeah, we got the showers with the marble. What kind of marble is that? That's that's granite from, granite, you get that from Italy. Like marble. Yep, we, you fucking called it. Why'd right. you know that? Because I've because I've been there and done it. And you're like, damn, <laughs> we, we flew that in all the way from such and such Italy. You know? I didn't know you can get that. Yeah, we do all so why can't why isn't this on your website? Uh so I need to know to ask for the granite that come from Italy. I, I need to know that. I don't, I just got, bro, I'm, I am a pro in whatever made me the money that allowed me to afford this. I don't know that the good granite comes from Italy. Why aren't you displaying this? Cause I'm sure everybody, if they, if they knew about it, they would buy it. You're missing out. What, what do you guys make off that granite? Oh, slab is $12,000, you know, for the kitchen. You could have sold more of these $12,000 you're missing $12,000 a client and every client you had for the past year because they didn't know I'm not a granite connoisseur I don't know about granite I know what looks good and if and you present it to me a client, for him 10% is $120,000 right, right. A client. like bro you missed 10% you missed 150 G's you missed the fucking G wagon Perfect. every time you fuck that up and, like, and you telling me you closing two or three of these a month that's a million dollars a year 
Yeah. Yeah. So, so even it's costing- three of them a year is costing him more than a quarter million dollars a year. Like, if you don't care about a quarter million a year, I don't know who you are. It's costing You're you, out of control. Of that it, it's costing you a million a year not to do this. That's how yeah. I'm flipping it on you. So you mean to tell me you wouldn't spend a hundred thousand to make another nine hundred thousand dollar profit minimum? Yeah, you would. Let's do it. You, you, when you start talking about what they're missing, that's when you got them think, especially when you can put a dollar amount, when it's numbers, because business owners only care about numbers. Like, damn, you're right. You know how many more of these you would have sold had people known about it? They didn't know. I, you know, when I started looking and when I started working with home builders, I, my idea of what it took to build a home was completely different than what the home builders presented, right? My idea, I'm thinking on a architectural level. Like I'm thinking like, we got to hide a wall here. Like, is the beams in the right place? And I realized when you're building a home, you don't got to worry about none of that. They got people to do all of that. You're just picking textures and tiles and a floor plan you like. Like, you, you, we're not going to reinvent the wheel for you. We got 20 styles we build. You pick the one you want. We'll modify it to your taste. Yeah, that make yep. it a lot easier. I don't got to come up with the square footage of what my son's room should be. You already got it. I just get to pick the color, the the wall type, the the moldings, the light fixtures. That's the fun stuff. Yeah, that's the fun stuff. So this is easy. But you don't know what you don't know. And and I feel like as a business owner, your client, they're missing out on a whole lot more you have to offer because you're not doing a good job at giving them the options. Okay. Great, great companies like like grocery stores give you the options. When you walk into Walmart, they put their most important things right by the door when you walk in to give you the options. Labor Day, charcoal on sale, groceries on sale, uh, ribs on sale. Right there, they'll move a whole freezer to the front door so you can walk past ribs this weekend. Yep. So, and and that's how I would explain it to him. Like you're not putting your best stuff. Especially if it's if you're telling me this is more profitable, we need to we need to display this. We need to put this out front. A great website with great video will do that. How do I know to get, you know, especially if you you coming into money, right? You you don't know nothing about the side jet uh, showers. You don't know about you don't know what it's like. This is the first time I had a tub with jets in it. Didn't know you can do that. I thought it was just a jacuzzi thing. I have a deep tub with jets in it. I'm a big guy. I'm used to just, you know, hey, I'm in the tub, splish splash, until I got the tub I got at this house. And it's super deep. I can sit there and water come to my neck and it's jets in it. I'm a guy. Like, I'm not a bubble bath connoisseur, but that bad boy right there had me in it all the time with the bubbles up to my neck with my hair wrapped in a and a freaking uh, cucumber on my eye. Like, I'm just, you know what I'm saying? I didn't know it was possible until I got, I came here and I seen it. I was like, let me get it. So I feel like a lot of people, you know, y- you will do more if you knew more. And and as a home builder, man, I would be pushing the idea of displaying what he, I would have him to the point where whenever, whenever he did something that he thought was dope, he'd be calling me to come film it. And I had a company that was, um, a driveway company. They did driveways, right? And you thinking like, this is another area of like driveways. Who cares? Like lay the cement, call it a day. No, 
they did like special stone driveways where they can make like a Texas logo or put like the Texas flag or a heated driveway. I'm from Detroit. I've never heard of a heated driveway until I came to Texas. Like, no, you barely use this mug for half an hour. Well, we like to walk bare feet to get our mail. And you need a heated driveway? We like to walk bare feet to get our mail in the dead of winter in yeah. December. I didn't even know that was a thing. They're selling $50,000 driveways. What? Yep. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so if I get to the point and I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm worth a million dollars, whatever. If budget is not an issue, I want a heated driveway now. I don't know why. I just want it. But now I know it's a snow melt for 30 minutes. Right. Like, I just, did that. Just be like, so it's things you don't know. You don't know. And as a home builder, you got so many options you need to put out. And you know what I'm saying? Like I am highly encouraging them to show what they can do. So people, you buy a home, you splurging. Like you ain't trying to, you splurging. You going to spend what you can spend. Biggest purchase you'll ever make. I want to make sure they got options. I want to make sure they got options. So I, that's what I'm pushing to that homeowner. Um, and not only that, I want to push reviews. I want somebody, I want to see a video of somebody saying why they got a heated driveway and what it did to them for them. And we've had that happen. Got a heated driveway and talked about it. I was like, this old lady, what? Uh, why, you want to walk to your, literally, I didn't make that up. She wanted to walk to her mailbox. She liked to, she's, she's, she likes to be barefoot. And she want to walk to her mailbox and have the, the warm granite under her feet. And she also, there you go. I see the picture, Rodney. She also got uh, the the uh, the backyard done. So the um, all the brick around her pool is heated. And her pool is heated. Didn't know you can do all of that. I'm from Detroit. We ain't had none of that. So, but, but making some money, hell, I want it too. So it's just... You know, with home builders, that that's the approach I usually, you know, hit them with. And some of the stuff that you think is not as expensive as you th- as you think it is. My my tub with the jets in it that's extra deep and wide was hundred dollars more than a regular tub. I just didn't know it existed. It wasn't like I spent ten thousand on the tub. It ain't a jacuzzi. It's like a jacuzzi, but it's not. So you just don't know what you don't know. And as a home builder, you need to present your most profitable items first. That's how I present it. So they can, they think money, the homeowners like, yeah, the money. Let's present your most profitable items first so that you can, you know, you make the profit. And then don't, don't ever be afraid to talk about what they missed. Sometimes people don't think about the possibilities. Sometimes you got to hit them with, you, you told me you built 10 homes in the past, Two months. I'm just throwing out a number. Do they know you offer heated driveways? No, nah, you know we didn't because I don't see it on your website at all. What's the average heated driveway? Twenty thousand. So you missed twenty thousand for all ten clients. It's a lot of money, man. That's a lot of money for something we can solve with a twenty second video, thirty second video. What about your next ten clients? Do they know you offer heated driveways? Let's change that. Because all we need is one to pay for this video. All we need is one between now and the end of time to pay for this video. Let's do it. 
So sometimes you just got to present it that way. Sometimes people don't know what they're missing until you make it make sense for them. I got you. I got you. That's fucking, dude, you're, you're killing, you're blowing my mind with this shit. I'm just like, this is kind of what I was pitching to them, but I didn't know how to put it together into a way where it's like, bro, this is like, this is how much money this is going to make you that extra 20 to 50% is exactly what that was exactly what I needed. Cause I was like, how much more price tag can you charge? If you're the guy who's known for being balling houses, like balling mansions versus the guy who's like, what does he do again? Even if you do the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, what's the differential? And 20 to 50%, that sounds reasonable. I could believe that. So I would. this is what I encourage you all to do. In, in, in the military, we have modern army combatives, jujitsu, right? Jujitsu is not about my ability to whoop your butt. It's, it's about my ability to use your weight and your technique against you. So as I'm talking to business owners, I'm listening for the weight that I can throw you around. You know what I'm saying? I'm listening for my, I'm all, I'm all ears to pain points and problems because I'm going to use that to flip you. If you're telling me that, you know, time is an issue, I'm going to use that to flip you. If you're telling me that, you know, you can make more money with something, I'm going to, I'm going to look at the money you missed on and use that to flip you. I'm always looking for, I'm never, trying to sell you anything based off what I want you to have. I'm, I'm looking to, to use your weight and technique against you. I'm using to take your pain point and put my thumb in it and make it hurt more and then offer the solution. I'm always on that. That's why it, it, it takes practice and it takes living in a niche to know how to Ah, you gave me something there. In my head, I'm like, oh, you just it's like when you play spades or play a card game and somebody play a card and you instantly know, okay, I'm playing Uno. I seen you pick up three reds. Something's up. Let me hold on to this wild, because when you throw a wild, you're gonna scream red. And I'm gonna change it to blue. I, you know how you can just you can just watch the board and predict things as you live in that niche and you're sword fighting with these clients you're going to pick up on things that you, you're just going to put in your pocket. And at the end, I'm just going to punch you with it. And either, and at the end of this conversation, you're either going to say no with these glaringly, obviously obvious issues, these fires. And you're going to look at me and look real stupid for saying no to the point where you're almost embarrassed to say no, or you're going to say yes. And let me fix these pain points. So I'm always looking for that. I'm always looking at, you know what I'm saying? That's just, that's just where I am, you know, on my level of sales at this point. I'm, I'm never busting in the door saying, you need this and you need that and we can do this. Nope. Let me talk to you. Let me hear what you got going on and let me write the prescription. So that's just, that's just how I look at it. I'm just, I got a weird way of thinking, but that's the best way I can explain it. Josh is on you, bro. Sorry for the, the long, uh, no, that's okay. Cause some of what I was going to ask actually kind of is a follow-up to that. So, um, I was going back through the, uh, back through module one, going through the base pricing and all that, trying to just re adjust what I'm doing uh, on all that and trying to get proposals to be more streamlined and that kind of deal. But one of the questions that I ran into was, um, when you talk about the base pricing on the, on the, uh, the breakdown, of like 40% of, or I think it's 80% or 40%, wh whichever way it works out. Do you show that on your proposal 
or do you, or because it, it was kind of one, you could do it one way or the other. And I wasn't sure if you do both. So do you break down like the base price, like, like what Apple does, and then you add the stuff or do you do that and a package deal? I guess that's kind of where I'm so, questioning. So I, I do it like Apple. This is the base system. This is the base car you can get. And then you're going to add roll down windows. You're going to add XM satellite. I do it like that. Now, I'm going to show you how you can kind of do both, right? So, and just like Ford to do. Let's say I just bought a Bronco. I can tell you. You pick the package. You may add the features. And they may say, uh, you got this package with a lot of features. It may be better for you just to spend a little more and jump up to this package that give you five more features. Because you can pay for them outright, and you're going to spend more than you would if you jump up to the next package. And that makes you go from, you know, a base Mac Mini to the, you know, the 16 core. And once you add the RAM you need, you're like, damn, I can go to the 32 core because it come with 32 gigs of RAM. I might as well go do that because it's only $50 more. And, and by the time you're done, you're going to be a lot further than you would have been had you not seen, had the options to add. Because adding options and then having a package makes you jump up to that package. The movie theater is the perfect example of where you can get it, you can do this at. Because you can buy a large popcorn and buy a small drink, but there's a package where you get a large popcorn and a medium drink for 20 cent more. Okay, well, let me do that. Well, cool. You got a large popcorn and a medium drink. You can get the large drink for just a dollar more. Okay, let me do that. Now that you got the large drink and the popcorn, you can add a hot dog for a dollar. Damn. Okay, so you you end up going there wanting a small popcorn and a and a drink, and you end up leaving with you know what I'm saying a bucket, two drinks, six hot dogs. You know what I'm saying all kind of stuff. So I like to I like to um, productize everything, itemize everything, and then offer packages because. Okay. Because I'm going to tell you what's great to previous clients that bought, let's say they bought your, 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 your bronze package and they added a few more things. Had they added one more thing, it would be the price of the silver package. I'm just talking hypothetically to make it make sense. Guess what? Right. La- Labor Day, the silver package is 20% off. Damn, I wanted the silver package last time, but it really wasn't in my budget. But now that it's 20% off, I may go book that. And they already have an idea of what they're getting in the savings. So it, it allows you to have the ability to market to previous clients who've seen a proposal and they understand, you know, how much of a savings this is. I don't want to have to tell you, you're saving, you know, 50%. You're saving. They know it. They just bought a, a bronze package. So now we're, we're getting silver packages for the price of bronze package this week only. If you book and get a retainer this week only. I've had people book stuff eight, nine months out, but they paid their retainer this week. Now, I may put a cap on when we can shoot it, stuff like that. Depends on, you know what I'm saying, how I feel. I may say headshots, half off, if you if we, if we the shoot date is before the end of the year, something like that. It's up to you. If you want to get the retainer and get the rest of it later. Some people like to see money on their books coming up. And I was like that. When I first left my job, I wanted to get as many deposits or retainers at a time because I wanted to be like, okay, I got six months of shoes laid out. You know what I'm saying? I got money coming in for the next six months. I just feel comfortable. Um, 
some people like, I want to make 200000 this month. I'll just save money and just work it out. So it, it's up to you on how you want to do it. But I'm often, um, you know, showing packages near what I'm selling just to, just to move you up, just to make you think about adding stuff you may not have added because the price is close. So do you put those packages after the, the options page, the additional options? So basically it's like a base price. Then you go to the options and then if, and then after they've selected, then they can say, okay, or, or you could do this package on top. Absolutely. Yep. Got it. Just, okay. Just, I, right. And I got that idea from go build a car on Ford website, go build a car on any website, right? You're going to add certain stuff or remove certain stuff. And it'll say this, this, the big screen radio you want is a part of our technology package. You can spend 2000 to add it now, or you can just spend 4000 for our technology package and get the big screen radio, the bold speakers, blah, 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 blah. You know, if you add them separately, it'll add up to more than that. But if you get our technology package, we'll also give you sensors. For, you know what I'm saying? So that's where I got the idea from. And I, and I noticed when I started to implement it, people would just pick packages. They would just jump up to the next one. So it, you may not think like, you know, it's that important. But then you look back at people who, and you talk to people who were interested in, let's say, bronze level, and then they end up going gold. Well, I made an extra $8,000 per person. You look back over the year, that's an extra $40,000. Like, um, a great example I use is my photo booth. I didn't give a damn about photo booths. I only got it because I would go to, I would get hired to shoot corporate events, and I'd see a photo booth. So, I just got one because I felt like I was missing money and I put it on a proposal and people would click it. I talk, we talk nothing about a photo booth. I just sent you the proposal. Corporate event photography, you barely got me there for two hours. Like they're not even splurging on my Mac stuff, but they see a photo booth that's $4.99, $4.50 an hour and they want that for two hours too. So now I just so took, I doubled my client. On your options, whenever you do the additional options, do you have like a description of what it actually is or is it just a line item? Okay. I have I have a small description. Okay. And I That's actually, what I'm trying to figure out. I actually uh, want to get to make mine be a little smaller. I actually want to get to the point where I'm having a, a, a short video for each one. That's the goal okay. is to have a 30 second video for why teleprompters are important. A 30 second video of why hair and makeup is important. A 30 second video on why bringing in talent is important. That's the goal, you know, whenever I get time to sit down and do everything, you know, for, for each item, I got one now for photo booths, uh, you know, and I, so it just, and because the photo booth, like I said, if I bring it out, it's a thousand dollars, like pretty much bare minimum. It's like eight fifty bare minimum. Ain't nothing to talk about. And I even have upsells on the photo booth. I got adult only, um, props. That say, you know, catch me outside. How about that little ghetto stuff people want? And you'd be surprised at how many corporate events. Hey, we want to get the one that says twerk zone. A lot of people who got photo booths don't have adult themes. People want to hold the twerk zone pictures. They want to uh, they want to have weddings and they want to hold the sign and say, I'm here for the bridesmaids. Like, I'm trying to leave with a bride. Like, literally, them signs, people pay extra for that. And that's those are things that every other photo booth company don't have. And then boom, you got an adult theme, you know, photo booth, future boss or fridge thief, or, you know what I'm saying? They pay extra for that. So those are just little things that's like, psh, I'll take an extra $150. I'm already out there. 
So I got a question about same same uh, genre, but about the editing portion of it. So you talk about the doing the base price, and I think somebody had actually left a, a message on the home screen for that. But uh, was asking, so how do you figure the base price or the, or your um, your uh, not day rate, but yeah, your base price for for editing? How do you go about figuring that out? So me, I do it by the minute. Um, so my base price, and, and I look at it like this. My base price is for me to start editing. Like, what is it going to cost me? Or what do I want to be paid? Let's say I start with a one-minute video, right? Bare minimum, one-minute video. The base price is what is it going to cost to edit it? Royalty-free music, color grading, any intro graphics. For me, let's say my base price is $500. And then it's $100 for each additional minute. So they give you an example where a 10-minute video, first, first minute is 500 and then it's... 900 other ones for for the rest. 900 for each additional minute. Now, and where'd you come where'd you come up with the 500? Was that a percentage off of what you normally cut for like videos or how did you come up? Oh, oh yeah. So so I wanted like what is my average video? My average video for each client is about 2 minutes. 2 2 to 3 minutes is my average video. Right? And just with the base rate, what do I want to charge that's 60% of that? That's where I get the base rate from. So I can get paid up front in the first minute. Because no matter if I give you a, if I do a 10 second video or if I do a, a 10 minute video, every video, I got to mix audio. I got to edit it. I got to color grade it. I got to deliver it different. You know what I'm saying? Like every video got that. Like it don't matter how long the video is. So I don't want to shortchange myself if the video is shorter. I want to, I want every video I touch to be worthwhile. So, and, and it also, two things. One, it incentivizes clients to create shorter content. It looks better for me because shorter content has your attention. It's more effective. And I still get paid as if it's whatever they had in mind. You know what I'm saying? I'm not punishing myself by, by got, doing it early. What'd you say, Lou? I got one quick question for you. So usually I'll break packages up and maybe this is just a me thing because I offer a lot of shit that's mostly like other people doing, other people fulfilling it. Um, I usually break it down by like what it is. You know what I mean? Like web design, video, photo, like actual advertising campaigns, like section wise. Is that good or would you run it like as all like like multiple pages in one section of packages and then multiple pages in one section of add-ons for everything all put to, like jumbled together. So and that's where I'm coming from too. Cause I'm, I'm running into the same issue cause I do a lot of all of it. So I'm, you know, it's all getting mashed in together. I, I love that question. Those are great questions. What I like to do is I like to attach it to the result, right? Okay. If I'm talking to a client about a pain point and they tell me what the result that they want, this is what you need to get that result. Now you can you can upgrade some stuff. You can, you know what I'm saying? Because when you buying a car, you're really just buying transportation, point A to point B. Some people just want to do it in style. Some people just want the bare minimum. But to get the result that you want, based off the conversations that we had, this is what I this is this is the prescription that I am writing. I am going to give you some options within that result. Really to pull out your personality if you're the type of person that's flashy and want extra. And you know what I'm saying? Like some people want a gold tub. They don't buy it because the option ain't there. If you give them an option for a gold tub and you're saying this is what it takes to build your bathroom. But if you want a gold tub, here goes. They'll check that box. So I'm presenting my base price 
And what I provide to you that's not uncheckable is what it takes to, to get the results that you want. A lot of stuff is while we're here, we might as well do this. We might as well, you know, those options. You call Terminex to come exterminate your house. And they're going to say, well, while we're there, we might as well see if your attic, there's no way for rodents to get in your attic. We might as well check and see if your garage door is completely sealed with the bottom so rodents aren't getting in. We might as well check your window. Like, they got a lot of add-ons like that. That's how I'm positioning it. This okay. You say you don't want roaches no more? This is what it takes to get rid of roaches. But while we're there, we might as well check for termites. We might as well. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, and that way they don't get muddied and like, oh, this is this and this is this. And they're just like, oh, this is too much shit. You know what I mean? Because it's just like this is what it takes to get the result. And you could add this stuff if, you know, you feel so inclined. This would be good, but you don't have to have it. We could get you the result without it. Because you're sitting there thinking about roaches. And then I bring up termites and you're like, damn, I never thought about that. Yeah. While you're here, you might as well do that too. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's so if how you're sitting there thinking about roaches, and I break it down by whether what gas I'm going to use, and then what this and what that. It just turns into another version of gear and pretty pictures and that sort of shit, where it's like it's operational and it's about money, but it's still just minutia. Absolutely, absolutely, okay. absolutely. All right, so I got one more question. I'm yeah. sorry for all the questions. Oh, I don't get to. I don't get to come on much because of my church. It, we're right, you guys usually do this right during the same church service, but Hurricane like Adalia, yeah, Hurricane Adalia was able to uh, to let me not have to go to church today. So, <laughs> um, so with the same thing with the the editing, do you charge that per video or do you charge that? So, so and the reason for it is I've got a client that I've worked with in the past that's wanting me to start doing more of his social media videos. And so I'm trying to figure out a way to break it down so it makes sense to him so that he'll buy more than what he thinks he needs, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So I, so I, would you charge that per video? And then this, the follow-up to that is now that we're talking not minute videos, but 30 seconds to a minute videos, how do you, how do you break that price up so it makes sense? You're listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. sense for the client base rate B base rate okay. so i'm gonna tell you a few ways i do it one whenever i do social media i'm always selling packages right i'm gonna tell you why i sell packages on social media stuff because we can use the same content for multiple um platforms as long as we edit it for that platform so even though a youtube short will probably work on tiktok the dimensions are a little different and what and because because the platforms haven't come together and say this is the standard we have different things for different platforms right so graphics on 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 uh Instagram will be in a way if you put it on TikTok we have to format it differently per platform you know if we have a call to action you know on on Snapchat it's swipe up on Instagram it's not it's click the link in the bio on TikTok is click the link below or click, you know what I'm saying? So it's different per platform. That's what I'm selling. The fact that to get like, like the content is great, but the call to action and the video needs to be different per platform. So I'm going to charge you to, to edit this footage one time 
and the add-ons will be the platform. Now, and that's per video, right? So if he wants five videos, it's per, you know, okay. Now, now what I would also do to close the sale, let's say hypothetically, he says, I need five videos a week and each video needs to be on two different platforms. You can sit down and say, okay, the price of that per week is $3,000, right? If we do it all separately. However, we have a package to include five different platforms for $3,500 or $3,250 or however you want to do it that maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like I've, some of the things that I've included um, in pricing is thumbnail design. I've included keyword research. I've included um, description, cre creating SEO description. I'm using chat GPT for all of this. I've included uh, title generation, things like that, um, that, that works, that, that, that would be separate sales that I can bundle in a package and say, because you need so many videos, we can offer it to you at this discounted rate because you're buying the package together. And this package, even though, yeah, if you do them all separately and we check every box, you're looking at, you know, $3,000. We got a package for $3,200 that come with every social media platform, plus thumbnails, plus title and description, and we upload it, and we schedule it. So so I, I usually, I, I do a bundle where, where we include things they may not know they need, but I, I'll give you a discount if you're doing multiple, multiple platforms. Because you really only got to change the format for one. is YouTube, Facebook, they're the same format, 16 by 9. And then everything else is 9 by 16. Everything is vertical. So Snapchat, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, yeah, Snapchat, Instagram, YouTube. It's all pretty much all the same. TikTok, all the same. Very similar. You're just going to change. If there's text or call to action, you're just going to change it per per platform. And, I, and I'll even edit it in a way where it can flow on everything. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I'm knowing that going into it, I'm editing it in a way where it's very little change per platform to make it easier for me. Now I'll tell you another trick to editing, right? Because I'm doing less and less edits myself. Cause that's the bottleneck of the company. Like that's what I'll outsource it. And knowing that I have editors at a certain price, you start talking about pure profit at that point. When you look at companies that offer unlimited edits, um, there are some companies that I've had that's been great for $1,200 a month. You're getting a bunch of shorts. You're getting probably five, six shorts a week and two 10-minute videos. That may be worth it. If, I, if they're paying $500 a video and they need 10 videos. So I'm sending off stuff to them. I may do some edits too just to speed it up, but they're doing a, a majority of it. And I know you know, what, what it caps off at uh, with them editing. Or I'm bringing in a separate editor um, to edit certain projects at a, at, a, at a fixed price, fixed labor price. Yeah, because I've shot a bunch of long-form stuff for him already, so we were talking about maybe doing some repurposing out of that, but he's also wanting to do new stuff. So, and that's where I was trying to figure out how to how to break this down to make sense for him, seeing he's already a previous client, and that's where I'm trying to make this proposal sense so and you touched on uh, something there um, so you touched on something there that's great right because what we usually do is in is like in bundles with long form content we'll pull short form out of it 
you know, hey, with this package, we're doing an eight-minute video, but we're also pulling three clips per eight-minute video. And that's something that they're like, dang, I never thought about that. Yeah, we're still creating content for short form, but if we edit this video, we're going to pull out, you know, certain certain uh, sections. And there's there's AI tools that do it. I don't fully trust them yet, but um, they're okay. Um, they're not. I don't trust them yet fully, but but they'll they're they're getting there. They'll be there in the next two years where you can just upload a ten minute video and it'll give you twenty uh short form videos with text and everything. Your logo, your color, everything. I've you I forgot the name of it, but I I posted it before. I'll have to go back and see if I can find it. Okay. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Oh, anytime. Maurice, you up next, bro. Was it Gleam, Rodney? Was it was it Gleam? I've gotta I gotta look it up. I forgot what it was. Gosh, I got I'll hey, find it. What's going on, bro? Well, hey everybody. Uh well, first of all, I'm apologizing for not being on video because I've just left work. It's a dark where I'm at right now. And quite honestly, if you hear anything in the background as well, that's not my fault. <laughs> that's all good. Um <laughs> All right, so I'm uh, where I had left off last time was um I had done uh I got a meetup with uh, the a beer and a beer and rum company. I remember that. Uh, basically, you had mentioned that um try to push for them to be a beta client. They pretty much push me to well push push the beta um the beta up our side, essentially because um they were more pleased with my approach to them. They they. The 30 second clip that I gave to them, how professional I was with the in, in, in the questions, uh, how exactly they wanted. So they basically just say, hey, we just want to appeal for getting for this initial project, which was anywhere between 50 to 75 of their of all the products on white background. No, I'm feeling a bit stuck. Where? Right? Because I had gone there, had done a meetup with, uh, well, it was a uh, small meeting where the boss called overseas from overseas and met up with his assistant and we're basically all on the same page but I said you know what I haven't worked with them before so I said I suggested to them let me if it's okay with you let me have a couple samples of your of your products um they gave me two small bottles of their own I said all right I'm gonna send what I have to you and if you believe that this is something that um is up to your requirement, then I'll send the I'll send my my estimates and we work from there. Now keep in mind, I looked online repeatedly for these guys. They have and true to their own words, they have nothing on social. Their website needs to work. They admit me. <laughs> they know so this stuff. I'm not expecting. Oh my god. I'm not expecting them to come back and with with something that they had done before to say that, okay, see if you can make the images pretty much to that to this particular level. So when I got that, I'm just like, all right, sh- I'll try, sure, I'll 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 do that. I sent them first draft, they say that it's not enough resolution because they are looking they're looking to see if they can put it on billboards 
inside of the buildings, trucks, etc. Right, let me. I want to jump in real quick because this. I want you to change one thing, right? One thing I want you to change when you approach client. Right? One, one, and it's gonna help you out a lot. Everybody else listening, take notes. It's, it's a gym alert. Do I still got that screen? Boom! There you go. Um. So instead of instead of approaching them, asking to reproduce what they have, approach them with the mindset of you know what it takes to do what they're trying to do. Don't 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 get in the in the area of trying to promise a certain level of quality or a certain style or a certain look. Only talk to them about providing the result. Because if you get in the the back and forth about the way things look, the way things feel and the style of the content, it'll just be my opinion versus your opinion. Instead of, let me understand what you're trying to do with this rum or this drink. Who are you trying to reach? Now that I know that, let me create, based off my experience with working with companies like yours or working in this industry, let me create what will appeal to that audience. And the reason you want to do that is because sometimes the most expensive way ain't it, right? There are times where I've shot stuff that was handheld, black and white, shaky MTV style footage that work for the client. I don't want them feeling like we spent $10,000 for this. I want them to say we spent $10,000 for content that's designed to reach our audience. It may not be the most polished, well-lit, super bright, pretty pictures, right? There are times when um, you know, an Apple commercial, right? They shoot it on Apple phones because they know people want to film. It, they, they got the choice of million-dollar cameras that they can use to make their phone look good, but they'll shoot this whole commercial from their phone because they're appealing to filmmakers and people who film from their phone. Not a lighting is perfect and things like that, but the quality isn't the greatest. I mean, he was doing this with iPhone 7s and iPhone 6s. But the goal is that content spoke to people like myself that value the camera. So the way they pitch that, you can't pitch that and say, we're going to make the best looking commercial ever because we're selling this product. No, we need to understand who your target audience is. And we need to understand how to affect them, how to reach them, how to talk to them. Sometimes if you said it's rum, you said you're selling rum. Yes. So sometimes it, it's, it's a, it's a dingy bar, you know, with a bunch of people in it and they partying and you got, and you got the rum sitting on the counter that, that appeals to people who live and, and work in those environments. It may not be the pretty beach shot where the perfect lighting, you know what I'm saying? So, so get out of the mindset of saying, I'm going to produce something that looks really good for you. No, I am going to create something that gets you the results that you want based off your audience. And we're going to pull every trick we can to make that happen. And that trick may not be 4k 60 with with 18 stops a dynamic range on a slider um you know that trick may be 
a shaky shot with a drink pulling out of the ice pouring at a party. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and I want you to think about direct directors do a good job at this, right? When it's an intense war scene, exposure off is shaky, it's dirty. You feel like you're there. They could have shot it on the steady cam and 8K with all this dynamic range and everything visible, but to have it dark and dirty and shaky sells the idea of what's going on. So, you know, a director could have been like, yeah, we're going to shoot this in the highest quality and we're going to steady cam. No, save it private Ryan when they ran up on that beach or they ran and it was shaky and, and you know what I'm saying? That's what sold it. The Blair Witch Project. That's what sold it. So you want to get out of the idea of promising pretty pictures. You want to, you want to get out of the idea of saying, let me take your product and give you something that I think is beautiful and say, let me take, let me understand who your target are. Who are you trying to sell this to? Where, where do they hang out at? What, what's important to them? What do they do? Now let me create something that will appeal to them to make them buy this product and not just make them think it look good. You know what I'm saying? So the, that's just the approach I would take with them when I'm having a conversation. And I promise you, if they're talking to 10 other photographers that's saying I can make it look dope, you will stand out because you're, you're trying to understand. And, and as business owners who are thinking about profit, who are thinking about um, market share, who are thinking about distribution, who are thinking about moving into untapped areas to sell their product, they can relate more to that than whether or not you can make it look good. Cause they got a cousin at home who just got his camera from Best Buy. He watched six YouTube videos and he telling them the same thing. Let me, I'm going to take a picture of it. I'm going to make it look dope. I'm going to make it look good. Nah, I'm going to help you sell this product by understanding who buy it and creating content to grab their attention. That, that is the conversation you should be having with that business owner to set yourself apart from everybody else. Now you may get that, you may get that can and you may have to go back and read 10 books on, on the psychology of, you know, he said, Hey, our, our demographic is ladies between the ages of 32 and 48. I'm just throwing out some random stuff. You may have to sit back and say, okay, what colors appeal to this audience? Okay. They like pastels, pinks and pastel purples. Cool. We got that. What environment appeal to this age range? Okay, most most women in this age range is having a sip of rum is usually doing it at home after a hard day of work or with the family. Okay, so that tells me we don't need to focus on a bar scene. We need to focus on a home, somebody at home with this glass, pouring it up, cutting on the TV. It's, okay, cool. So that tells me that our images probably need to be with a pastel color at home in a real world environment. Okay. What, what sets this apart? What is, you know, well, if you like this type of rum, this is a better version of that. Okay. Now I know who my competitors are. Let me look at what they're doing and let's try to create something that outshines what they're doing. Even if it's something as simple as a call to action to say, you know, this, this, this rum is aged two years longer than 
the other cheap rum y'all buy. You know what I'm saying? Like that may be the call to action. That may be what's important. This rum is smooth. A lot of commercials you're starting to see with liquor. Like this is this is the smoothest tequila. Real tequila drinkers don't want the smoothness. They want to burn a hole in their chest. It's just it's the white claw drinkers, the new drinkers who want a smooth tequila. You you want a tequila with a, with some sting to it. You know what I'm saying? But there is an audience of people who love tequila, who like to mix it, and they don't want to taste it like that. So they found that appealing to this market, you know, we come out with this line of tequila that's smoother than our harsh stuff that we can clean transmissions and rear ends with. You know, we got a line of this to sell to people based off this audience. So that those are the questions that I would be asking and trust me, when you start asking business people these questions, they like, this guy know what he's doing. This guy gets it. Because every other photographer is going to say, How, I'm going to make it pretty. I'm going to make it look good. I'm going to light it. We're going to add a backlight. It's going to be, you know, we're going to have it on a barrel. And you may be putting it in an environment that completely turned people off. Because most people aren't drinking it near a barrel on the beach. Most people are drinking it in their home on their couch. So let's talk about that. Let's let help me understand who's buying this. And then let me come up with the content that appeals to those people so that you can sell more of this. And when they hear that, that's ROI. They're like, yeah, bet this guy. I like this guy. Let's work with this guy. So that's just a mindset I would have when I'm having a conversation with the, that business owner or whoever gatekeeper or whoever. Because even if it's a gatekeeper, the gatekeeper's going back saying, this guy's going to help us sell more rum. They're not going to say, he got a Sony. He taking nice pictures. He got video. Nah. He's going to create something that's going to help us sell more. You got time for that? Hell yeah, I got time for that. Bring him in. And that that's just the approach I would take with that client. Fair enough, Sam. Yeah. Um... I think his only pushback was the feedback he was getting from his graphics, excuse me, his graphics guy, where they were of the opinion that it might not be enough uh, resolution when it, once, it's, once it's blown up. So, and, and I'm going to tell you, how I, do I work around that? I, I like that. You know, I, I like that a lot. Remember, I said, I'm, I'm looking for stuff to use against you. Great. In our line of work, we work hand-in-hand with graphic departments to make sure we have the deliverables they need to do their job. You, perfect. Let, we'll, after, after our retainer is met and once we go through, uh, the process of getting started is, involves us meeting with your graphic department to make sure that we have the deliverables. I'm going to tell you where else this works. If you ever work with a company and they're like, we need this for our website, bet you need to be meeting with their website department. Sometimes it's a whole different company because their website department is going to give you everything you need to kill the project. If, if, if they're saying that there's a, a person in between that needs to, you know what I'm saying? Don't guess what dimensions, what size they need. Talk to them. I, I'm going to tell you, I, I had a client for life because I talked to their website department and their website department was like the reason I told them we need pictures. They just went and hired somebody to shoot pictures last time. The pictures were beautiful, but they weren't what we needed. We needed landscape pictures with a little space for us to add a call to action. 
Bet. Let's, now that we had that conversation, I know to go into the shoot, creating content specifically for what you need. Now the graphic team is happy. The graphic team is like, don't you let nobody else take pictures but this guy. This guy gets it. This guy came in the door trying to work with us. He's not working against us. Don't you let nobody else take pictures for the company but Flash Film Media. They get it. They've. De- I don't know what that is. I'm going to mute you for one quick second. It sounds like you're getting chased by elephants over there. Uh, just unmute, unmute when you're ready. But um, they, they understand that because I had the relationship with their graphic department that gave me the dimensions and showed me sketches of what they would like to do, I was able to, ca- to capture all of that and deliver it. Now the graphic department is my best friend. They're rooting for me. The, because, and, and I'm going to tell you what, what's happened for me is since I had the relationship with the graphic department and I delivered them a bunch of images that they can use, they requested more images. They turned it up. They opened up the, the checkbook because they trusted me and they knew I was working hand in hand with them and I gave them stuff that they can use. So now they, they were going to the company for me. Hey, we need images for this. We need images for that. We need video for this. Get Flash Film Media on the phone and let's do it. So I like that situation because they are now your ally. And this happened This happened for me one time at Raising Cane's and they got a video department and they still was calling me for video and they have a department. And it was no ill will. I'm in there dapping up their video department, photography department. What's up? What's up? I know why I'm here to do something they can't do. And it was because they just got guys off the street. That's just, you know, they they can't manage the project. They can just take pictures. Hey, man, go out here and take this picture. Okay. They can't look at it and analyze it and say, hey, this will help your company. This will hurt your company. Let's, ca-. you know, they, they weren't, they they didn't have the, the brains behind the whole picture. Because I'm managing the project, I'm looking at the whole picture and not just the pictures. So, I the again, I'm always looking for, Stuff I can flip you, flip on you. And they got a graphic department. Perfect. Let me build a relationship with them guys. Let me learn what they're what they need. And let me mix that with what the client is saying they need. And let me deliver, let me provide a deliverable that that makes both people happy. You got a client for life. You in there. Thank you very much for that. Oh, no problem. I think the last the last part of uh, the scenario. Where I, where I, I don't know. When I, uh, when I were, when I presented the, the, the images, the sample images to them, to the owner, that is, he mentioned that, you know, they, their label wasn't as crisp as how they would have liked it. After the second one, he sent me some Illustrator files. Now, forgive me, right? I'm only, I've, they only been working with Photoshop. So took out the Illustrator files. I saw that it was the it was the label for the different parts of the muscle, the shoulder, the neck, the back, all of that. Didn't know that before. And of course, this is stuff like what? Vector files, so no matter how large you make it, it seems like it's still sharp and clear and all that. So he Is this a beta the, Is this a beta client or a paid client? He's paying me. Okay. He's set up to pay me, so he's not. 
no money has changed hands. So okay. it's still in that in that gray area. Right? Okay, first things first. Always get a retainer. Don't don't do nothing for free. Always get a retainer. Always get a retainer. Always. Because they're not people who don't pay, they're not serious about it. If they're not willing to pay up front, they're not serious about it. Right? When people got money on the line, they're gonna get back to you, they're gonna get revisions, they're gonna tell you the information, they're gonna because they're they're invested. Right now, he can just say, I don't like it. Have a nice day. See you later. If he's paid a retainer, he's going to say, okay, I'm invested in this. I still owe you money. I don't want to lose the money I spent. Let's work until we get this right. Right now, he can wake up one morning and say, you know what? I'm going to hire this guy over here. Good luck. There's nothing you can do about it. You've wasted time and money creating something for him, and he can, he can walk away from it. Always get a retainer. Always get. If they don't want to pay you up front, they're not ready. They're not the client. Always get a retainer. Always. Unless there are some big companies that don't do retainers. Walmart don't do a retainer. They do T30. Um, certain um, city, um, certain city, like government officials, depending on what, what department, they won't do a retainer. Um, state colleges, they don't do a retainer. They'll just pay you everything when it's done. Some some places are like that. Most companies, I'm getting a retainer. If I, even if I'm not getting a retainer, and it's a, it's a, it, I'm shooting for you know, UTD University of uh, Texas Dallas. They're signing a, they're signing a, um, a contract that states that this contract is the retainer. So bare minimum, you owe me. If you walk away from the project, you still owe me money. But I only do that with companies that are huge. For regular companies, always get a retainer. They are not serious until they get a retainer. When you got money involved, you're willing to do, you know, you people are different when they got money involved. That's why I tell my female friends, you're looking, you're looking for a good partner? Go on a paid dating site. Don't go on a free one. Go where there's money involved. People are, when people are invested, they, they're, they're different about their involvement and they're, they are more tied to your success and they can't just walk away from you. So, so always make sure there's a retainer. I'm not even touching this. We're not even discussing ideas until you've, you are as invested as I am. I'm not going to go home and think about your company and how I can help your company no further than what we've talked about until I got that retainer. Period. You got to protect yourself because he going to have you jumping through hoops, dangling money over your head. Oh, God. make it a little, bring it to the left. He dangling, add it to the right. He dangling that money over your head and you jumping through hoops, hoping to get that payday. And you don't. $10,000 next month ain't worth what $10,000 is this month. $10,000 next one is worth about $8,000 cuz I got bills and stuff to pay now. And if I wait, those bills will go up. I don't have time for you to dangle money over my head in hopes that I satisfy you someday enough for you to release that money. You have to make the playing fields even and by by getting the retainer, they're already in a certain amount of dollars. So so he, he could just not answer your calls. He could just drag his feet for the next month and get back to you whenever he want to. There's nothing you can do about it. 
You just hoping to get the rest of your money. If there's a retainer, then you can put limitations on how long it takes for revision, how long the reshoots. You have control. Without that retainer, you just hoping to get paid. And I, and I don't want to see you in that situation. But with this situation, it may be too it may be too late, but definitely moving forward. That's something I want you to just put in your back pocket. Yeah, I'm a, yeah. I'm already I'm already I'm already um looking to move on past this and consider uh future plans. Yeah, definitely. But, Thank but, you again. With this, um with this situation, I'm gonna be honest with you. It's it's gonna be more important that you ask more questions. Um, just to, to be real with you, you, you got to find out, you got to determine what success looks like. What's, what does success look like for you, sir? What needs to be provided for you? Because if you don't, they're going, it's going to change every time the ball is going to move. Cause they, they have no reason to say, okay, they can just keep you. They can just keep saying, ah, oh, we would like this we want to change that we want they have nothing tied it costs them nothing to make changes when 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 you put a price tag on what it you, you know on what things cost they'll they'll be mindful of it you can go to mcdonald's you can go to a restaurant right now and get a handful of napkins and a handful of ketchup and you don't think nothing of it if they put a price tag on it you'll be like hmm i really only need four packs of ketchup i really only need two two napkins i don't need extra straws you, you you become mindful of it and your client needs to be mindful of every little thing they put you through and he needs to have a price tag on it and if not because some things they won't even ask you because it's not worth it i i, I want to change the shirt to blue okay this will cost you eight hundred dollars uh it's not that important i know it's not so i'm not going to spend six hours of my time rotoscoping a shirt and a video because you don't like what color it is. When, when we put a dollar amount to it, it's not worth it to you, but you want me to kill myself for $500 of labor. Just so you can see what this shirt looks like in a different color. Nah. And people will do that to you because they think you're a starving artist and they dangling that money over your head. So you you just got to be careful. Um, you, you, you know what I'm saying? You just got to be careful moving forward. And that's why we had these conversations. So we can learn these things. And, you know, we've all been burnt. We've all, you know what I'm saying? Like, I done been there before, bro. You're not by yourself. I've been right where you at trying to please a client to give hey. The important thing is just to learn from it um, so that moving forward, you're able to to present things, you know, to the next client. Okay, cool. Thanks again. Anytime, bro. Victor, what's going on, bro? Man, so uh got a couple got a couple wins. First uh, first let me say it was nice seeing you last week in person. Let me say that. Yeah, yeah, that that's exactly what I was gonna say. I was gonna be number one. So so yes, we did we did have an opportunity to make it to make it to the Dallas area on a white streetport. Got a chance to meet up with the uh, with Mister Thought Punch himself. <laughs> that was a, that was that was a good time. And you know the the craziest part is shoot Macaulay. It seemed like y'all had even more even more um, connections than we did. I was like, dang, well, hey, dang, y'all both military. 
both been in all types of video situations, through this, doing that. It's like, oh, okay, well, shit, I guess I got the right guys. There you go. We, we, so. we chopped it up and had some, had some barbecue real quick. But it was, yeah, it was, yeah. We got it. Next time we'll have more time, but it's all good. Yeah. Now, uh, how did everything go with your with your your health situation? Uh, it was rough. It was rough. <laughs> so I I had a roof, a new roof, and it's it was it was just rough. It was should have been one day, it ended up being like four days. Then the gutter people had to come out, and then they had to come back and sweep for nails because I had like four nails and a brand new tire that I got. Thank God it's a mud tire. It's a big tire for the Bronco, and they don't really do much damage. But you'd be pissed to pull out your house and you got six nails sticking out your tire. Uh, uh, they had to come back literally with a big magnet and sweep it. It was it was it was a lot, but yeah. If you ever get a roof done, gutters, I'm gonna come back and make sure there's no nails laying out. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. So now, uh, so the next win, yeah, we did get a chance to to make it down to Shreveport. We got there, got there early, left in more than enough time so we could just kind of sit back and relax rather than brushing in and having to do all the setup. Uh, got a chance to kind of tour the place. The Shreveport downtown is absolutely dead on a Friday night. Found that <laughs> out, but but <laughs> but, uh, but then we um shoot, got a chance to eat and got back to the hotel, just relaxed, and then got up Saturday morning to cover the event. Uh, um, they this is the first time they had it in a in an auditorium. Uh, well, it's a, it's 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 actually a theater, so but still had the stage built and all that. That is a completely different arrangement than than the normal kind of pageant setup of being in a hotel ballroom. So uh, it's good. It's a good and bad situation. Uh, so again, it was more learning. We've you know we've shot in those types of facilities before, but you know this one was this one was still unique because they had a lot of restrictions in there. You couldn't plug into the um, couldn't plug uh, anything into the uh, the soundboard. Um, they didn't have much uh, much operations for the uh, for the lighting on the stage. They could turn it on, but it wasn't much adjustment. So, like, hey, we at least need them on. Uh, those, we did get into hookup. Those huh? situations taught me to ask better questions before I accepted the job. Because I yeah. photo booth, my photo booth is an inflatable photo booth. It got a fan and suck in stuff. I don't want to be outdoors. That, that thing will blow away. Are we indoors? Yeah. Are we outdoors? One time we was outdoors on some turf. And you think in turf, football, not a big deal. The new turf got little pellets in it. Yep. You, you got a fan that's sucking in air on turf with little pellets. Guess what's going in your fan messing up your inflatable photo booth? So these are things mm-hmm. that as you grow in this in this industry, you start asking them questions like, where's it going to be at? Can we plug in? Can we? Let me ask these for we because your price may fluctuate depending on what we have access to. Yeah. Yeah. And, and granted, granted, this is a, this is a, a B to C case for the most part, you know, it's, it, it's still B to C with it being a, um, with it being a pageant. This is my pageant cover. So this is on the yeah. other side. Granted, I was hired by the, uh, you know, we were hired by the, by the, by the director, but well, we're still getting out of it together. But the main thing was, you know, just trying to understand uh, all of the, restrictions or the guidelines, whatever's going to be allowed in there. That's more of what I have to ask because normally we're just bringing everything. Hey, we're going to bring lights. We're going to bring sound. We're going to bring this. But if the, if the facility has it, then we're going to utilize that to the best of its capabilities because it's set up for that normally. So 
you know, just learning on that. But, um, you know, the main thing was, you know, we were able to get down there, get some cash flow and stuff going, get some more contacts again for, because you know, as I was down there, I spoke to other directors like, hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, you got somebody covering your next event? Got anybody doing this? Yes. We need to keep getting those going and get back on the, on the whole schedule, getting things going, just really as a whole cash flow idea and for multiple levels. So doing that, that was a positive. Uh, and to the, the funny thing is, um, uh, well, and then the whole, oh, the learning experience. Uh, so we got up in there and the way they had a structure, they, they had like three different groups that came in. So it was the really young ones, the like, I think it's like zero up to three, something like that. And then they went to the middle groups up to about teens and then you know, the, the older girls got in there. But um, we did go, uh, and we just now just doing multicam setup uh, for like using ATM Twitcher, mm-hmm. and we ended up finding that with the cameras that we were running, which was just some little, uh, you know, small camcorders, found out that the ATM started dropping frames and and couldn't record. So found out just on that, like, hmm, something is not right. Whether it's cables whether it's the recording modes that we were in something wasn't right and granted we weren't streaming but but it just gave us more ideas of what we need to set this up again which tried again atm switcher was it is it a more current one or older one uh uh, mini pro iso okay i know some of them when i back when i was using atm switcher i had the older like like rack mount if your output was not the same on every camera there was a problem now you, you know, in your mind, you thinking, I got the camera set to 4K60. That has nothing to do with what it outputs. It may output 720p 59.9. And it may even say 720p 60. Is it 60 or is it 59? Like that, that stuff I had to go in the manual to see what the output is. Because the output can tell me 720p 24 frames a second. And then you go on the map, it's a star near it, and you look at the bottom of the page, and it's really 3999. You know what I'm saying? And the mm-hmm. switcher needs the exact same output for everything. So if yeah. you 24 frames a second and you 23999, it will not work. You will drop frames, the audio will be off, it'll be issues. So yeah. that was, and I had to buy in, inverters and converters. It was a pain. Um, dealing with that because I was using, you know, different cameras. Even though they all were like Canons, I was using a Canon camcorder and a Canon DSLR, which you would think is the same or close, and it was completely different. So that that was a, a big learning experience right there, just figuring out like, hey, okay, uh, yeah, we need to at least get these onto the same modes. Well, once we get it once, well, hey, let's don't change. We, yep. We're not going to change this any other time. This is going to stay right here. So all we have to do is plug and play from there on. That, that'll uh, have but, you buying equipment specifically for that purpose. I'm not touching it for nothing. Like my YouTube camera, it's an A7S III. Um, that lens, I'm not touching it. I got a whole other one right here and then a whole other <laughs> one over there. I'm not, if I got to touch that camera, it's going to cost a lot of money for me to break it down and put it back together. I'm yeah. not, you know what I'm saying? I like to be able to set it and forget it. And when I was doing a lot of streaming, especially with that that uh the rack that I had and I had a mixer and everything, it was like this equipment is specifically for that. We ain't doing nothing else with it. You can say I'm bougie, but I it's, I know what it's like. 
I had to figure that yeah. stuff out on the fly. So, uh, so again, that that was a again that was a positive for us just being able to do that, and that's that's again that's another reason why uh, why I keep covering pageants. Number one, because I'm already you know we're kind of already in that uh, that network, and then it's just paid opportunities for us to go out and do some extra testing. Like, okay, hey, we're, we're gonna test this live stream, this um, multicam recording slash live stream setup. Gonna test this, keep doing this, and. Keep getting contacts because some of these folks are business owners, might have multiple kids, may need headshots, this and that. Just multiple streams, multiple opportunities for us to gain business. And, and, and then on top of the working, with the, working with the directors. What's that? Pageants are big in the South, bro. I, it's not like that up north. I, I, you know what I'm saying? You were watching on TV. But I, pageants are big. In, and then there's certain pageants for county and state. And it's a lot. Yes, yes, there, yes, there are. And like, uh, last weekend there was a there was big there's a you know like a like a mid level event right in Dallas and they're going back there's another one in Dallas and I think the week after uh, they're just back to back Dallas and Houston and you can Atlanta Miss you, you Dallas can just run all Miss Fall Miss October like it was a lot I was like gosh yeah. so it's big business big 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 business and then at least other things I've done events for like. Um, um, like gymnastic companies that, that teach kids gymnastics to have big balls and, you know, they have big uh, ceremonies and, you know, they want corporate event photography plus the photo booth. They're spending, you know, $4,000 for four hours. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's I, I kind of got pulled into it a little bit in the beginning, you know, doing like Ken Sierra's and stuff when I was doing weddings, you just get pulled into it and you're like, all right. Yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's, it's, you get to the point where you live streaming, you definitely, uh, yeah, you may even want to consider, um, you know, going the Mario route where you you kind of got, um, you know, like a, maybe a Facebook page or something dedicated to it. Maybe where you can use it to, you know, kind of push pageants for, for, for people to join and put their kids in. Maybe you can market or advertise. So I'm, there's, there's plenty of ways you can probably, you know, use it to grow your company as well. Yeah, I'm... I'm- looking at some different ways to do it because uh, um the, the tough part is like some of the you know the the bigger uh really like large events like you're dealing with your miss america's miss yep. universe organization stuff they have they already have like teams that are they're already hired for that you see them on there it's like oh yeah that that's out won't be at that level and you got to go further down and figure out where you can fit in because even even there they're already well established production teams that have, you know, 20, 30 plus years behind them. It's like, all right, well, who's, one, who's trying to grow? One we thing I noticed right that's big is sponsorships. I would offer sponsorship package to the lower guys. Hey, let, let us create sponsorship packages so you can go after sponsors and we'll just get a percentage or we'll just do a set price, something like that. Cause they, you know, they be hurting for sponsorships. I create content, you know, local places want to advertise and market and you'll mess around and I get all kind of sponsorship packages. You'll be Miss Car Wash 2023 when I'm done. You know what I'm saying? Miss Walmart 20. <laughs> whoever the runner up is, whoever the winner is Miss Target. Whoever the runner up is is Miss Walmart based off the sponsorship package. That'll probably be reversed because Walmart got more money, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, I guess I, I should. I could kind of look at it in that fast, but uh, as far as 
where I am. I almost need to look at like some of the outer counties, not Oklahoma City counties, because they're usually more in tune to the, the their local events, their local festivals and yeah. and community service type based stuff. And it's it's big for them. So but I I didn't really think of it in, in that facet. But yeah, that's a that's another route to try and go in, especially if they're if they you know, because they may have never even thought about streaming it. Whether it's just to go on the stick of Facebook, that hey, it's something else. Like, hey, we hey, this could work, and then you start seeing some traction on there, and then it's it's growing even further for them. So, yeah, oh, I shot that. Rodeo Wives one time, and it was sponsored by a local Ford dealership. And I want to say I probably charged them like seventy five hundred dollars, and it was ten wives, and we was just out at a ranch with them, and they had all they had they all had something from uh, their husband. Right, which was I was new to Texas. I didn't think somebody was gonna show up with two guns, and they showed showed up. <laughs> One lady had the 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 the, uh, the the rifle. It was it was different. It was fun, but they had to take a picture in front of an F two fifty on a ranch, and some of them had guns. I gotta find the pictures. I got them somewhere, but it was dope. <laughs> but it was sponsored by Ford. Uh, yeah. So it it was pretty dope. I think I wanted the pictures on my website still. Maybe I have to see if I, if I got it. But yeah. Anything with sponsorships now, I'm 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 looking at going after helping them bring in more sponsors. That's that's what I'm on. Like, that's what I'm, I think. That's where the money at, or that's that's a way where you can get people to be like, yeah. Uh, in fact, here's here's a shot right here. I'll show you guys this real quick while I got it in front of me. Uh, this was a shot. Pow! That shot right there was uh mm. was a shot that was in front of the F two fifty. And I forgot we did multiple shoots, but this was the one, one of the ones that I liked the most. But that was a, a rodeo wife. Uh, she had on her fur coat in the summertime, in front of an F two fifty. So in the summertime, yeah, it was hot. It was yeah. So that was that. But you know, uh, it was it was kind of along the lines of that one of the sponsors who sponsored the rodeo um, wanted to do a segment about rodeo wives, and it was in Texas Rodeo Magazine, I believe. Um, ended up coming out pretty good. Oh, and and Creighton, the, the funny part, uh, um, shoot, the uh, as far as in the the, the last the, the last group that came up on stage, uh, ended up getting their contact info to send their send their media, and the girls are from Cyprus. And I was like, hell, man, that's that's Creighton's area, man, Cyprus, Texas. So <laughs> it was just funny to see it, man. Good old Cyprus. Yeah, I think that's it from that show. Yeah, just those two pictures. Mm. Yeah. Huh. Oh, send your press release. I didn't even didn't even think about that, man. It, sure, I may be able, uh, might be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, something to think about. It's something to pitch because they, they always think about money. If you talk to them about money, and and it may get them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, shoot. That's that's pretty much all I wanted to say, man. I was just just uh at least want to speak on us. On us meeting and then the little trip to uh to Shreveport. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that was dope. That was dope. Got some more uh same things. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah. I, um, you know, sponsorships when people talking about money, man, that's just the way to get them. That's the way to get them, especially business people. They can relate to that. They can't relate to understanding what great images will do for them. So I challenge you all, whenever you're talking to business people, 
get out of them. We we are creatives. We're thinking about, man, this is going to be so dope in the way it's, get out of that. They're looking at, a lot of people are reluctant to, for content. They just like, we know we need it. We know we're supposed to post. We know we're supposed to go live. <sighs> we don't know how. We don't know what we want. We don't know. We just know we're supposed to do it. Okay. Now that you know you're supposed to do it, let me talk about how this can help your company. Let's talk directly with dollars and cents and money and people. And, oh, we know we can get that. We know the, you know, a lot of people don't know the benefits of it. They just think it's going to bring in more business, but you can't really, you need to talk to them about how this directly helps them. And when clients can, when they can add it up in their head, they'll pull a trigger on it. Again, it's about making it logical, making it make sense. If you can make it make sense, whatever dollar amount you can come up with, if you can make it make sense, people will pull the trigger. There are $5 million cars. They're not faster than anything else. They're not more comfortable than anything else, but they find a way to make it make sense. This is handmade with Italian ostrich leather seats that are hand-sewn by one of five, uh, you know, upholsterers in our, and, and, Austria, whatever, you know, they just make it make sense. You know what I'm saying? It has a carbon fiber frame with a weight of only 2,500 pounds and a top speed of 220 miles an hour. People who buy it will never take it to 200 miles an hour. They just like to have it because it makes sense. There's only one of 20 of these cars available. You know what I'm saying? So you just got to make it make sense. You can, there's a hundred dollar bottle of water you can buy. Somebody's buying it because they've made it make sense to somebody. I mean, let's think about it. You know, I'm going to take you on a submarine and we're going to we're gonna go down to see the Titanic for $250,000. We may not make it back, but how many times have you seen the Titanic? You're like, damn, I'm rich. My life is great. Should I risk it to go see the Titanic? Should I pay $250,000? Hey, they made it make sense. Rest in peace. But it made sense when they were signing off. I was watching a video the other day that talked about how the waiver had the word death in it like 28 times. Death, death. They never seen a waiver that said death that much. Folks signed off on it. I'm going to leave my good life up here to go see the Titanic because only 28 people did it. They made it make sense to a point where they're willing to bypass the word death in a contract 42 times and pay $250,000. So, if they can make that make sense, I'm sure you can make content make sense in a world where everybody got a screen in their pocket and on their wrist, on their wrist all day long. We live in a world where everybody got to have TV in every room. It's not like it was back in the you know day where everybody huddled around one TV. Your three-year-old got an iPad and be swiping and looking. They don't want to look at what you're looking at. When I was young, you had to look at whatever was on TV. That was it. That was your choice. Either look at the TV or go in your room and look at the wall. So you had to sit through Matlock and Murder, She Wrote if you wanted to watch TV. And, you know, it's just it is what it is. Nowadays, it ain't like that. Newborn babies got TVs in their crib. They got iPads and stuff. And they kicking and fussing. They can't. We used to ride in the car and look out the window. These kids don't even look out the window no more. They, my, my son is like, Dad, we got a problem. Like, What's the problem? We ain't got no internet. Boy, we're on a freeway. He handed me the car. I'm trying to, I'm in a rain driving, trying to keep us alive. He, he throwing me an iPad. 
hook up the internet. Like, boy, I'm trying to live right now. Your internet, you'll be all right. You can go without YouTube for 20 minutes while I fight through this, this storm to get us where we're going. I don't need internet at this moment. But that's just how kids are, man. It's just the world we live in. You know what I'm saying? Gotta have internet. I ain't got no internet. Boy. So, you know, it is what it is. But that's the world we live in. Let's take advantage of it. Um, and uh, make sure that when we talk to businesses, they understand that. You know, content will help them make money. So let's approach them like project managers. Um, let's, let's, you know, take a step back and look at the big picture of the project. Um, and let's offer that as experience to our clients to make it make sense as to why you're more expensive than my man's down the street who's just saying, I'm going to film it. I'm going to film it. It's going to look dope. I got 4K. Uh, you want, what you want, 30 frames a second or 60? He don't know the difference. <laughs> why? He don't know. So let's just make it make sense. Um, let's present ourselves as business, as businesses. Let's speak in French and say we. Um, and let's, uh, you know, let's, let's take what our clients give us. Those are our pain points. And let's solve those problems using a cinematic solution. So if you do that, you will become more than just a camera guy, freelancer. There you go. I popped up for a minute. You will become, you will be more than just a camera guy. And being more than a camera guy means you're getting paid more than a camera guy. So we want to have that business minded approach. Um, when we are, you know, working with clients, uh, and we want to make sure that we have structure on our end, systems and processes, we protect ourselves with contracts, make sure we're getting our retainers and making sure we are covered. Um, and we want to own that power when we have those conversations with clients. We want to have that confidence, um, as if we're doctors, your doctor is always confident. A shaky doctor won't have patience. Your doctor is always you know, he sent a nurse in. He barely got time for you. He walk in like, huh, Roger, yeah, your cholesterol is bad. You need to do this. Okay, listen, um, yeah, okay, I know your head's hurt, whatever. Listen, I'm going to write you a prescription for this. You're going to take it. I'm going to put you back on the calendar for another week, and you're going to come back, and you're going to tell me how that work. All right, good. All right, pick it up. Pick up your prescription at the front desk. I'm out. You're like, damn, I barely talked to you. Your insurance bill be $200. He wrote you some pills you can't even pronounce. And he upsold you to come back so he can do it again, and you didn't question nothing. You sitting there with a piece of paper and a prescription like, damn, uh, I guess, yeah, uh, yeah, okay, I guess it's what I need. Doc, If Doc said, I, I guess I need it. And you don't even question it. Perfect. So, um, all right, Tara, see you next time. So, it's, it, you know, it's, you need to have that confidence about your business, Um and and make sure that when you talk to clients, you are you are their doctor. So I'm gonna get ready to slide to any other questions before I roll out. I'm gonna let y'all do the after hours. I'm gonna send it over to Victor. But if y'all got questions, speak now or forever hold your peace. You you muted, Johnny. I think you're talking, but you muted. Hey Ty. What's going on? Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Loud and clear. Good, good. Well, I'm from Jersey, you know. I want to say thank you for having me on the show. Um, well, I have this little thing um, to ask you. Maybe you're going to help me out. Uh, how do I approach a client for the first time that we create content? Um, well, it, there's a few variables. There's a few variables. One, 
Um, it depends what they need. So I, I, I am big for saying don't, I'm not one to say, Hey, we, we, you know, we shoot content. Can you use right. this? I'm more of one to ask questions, especially if it depends. Are you, are you trying to sell to them? Are you trying to get them to be a beta client? Uh, beta client, you know, I try to, you know, go on their pages, you know, whatever they, their social media and all the stuff. And I see what they are missing. Yeah. So I could approach that you're missing this and this, but you know, he doesn't know me and I don't know him. Only thing through the internet. That's about it. Yeah. So one, make sure you look at stage one or module one. It talks about how to approach a beta clients. It, it, it has a script like word for word what to say not only that it helps you think about the mindset you you should be in when you approach them and the reason why that's important is because if we approach them with the idea to sell them something business owners yeah. instantly know when you're walking in the door and you got that look in your eye like you're here to sell them something you sitting there waiting with the clipboard they're like nah <laughs> that is correct they're like nah get out of here like what you, what, nah, nah, you that is correct it could be a line of people and you can come in with that clipboard and you got that look and they'll come to, hey man what you what you need I'm just here to speak with the, now he ain't here, man. Get out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like they'll cut you off. That quick. is correct. So just having that the mindset correct. of, I need your help. I need your help to better understand gotcha. what you, your problems that you face so that I can provide a solution. I need a relationship with you in exchange. I'm going to give you X, Y, and Z. So that, that, that section is really important because it took me failing a lot. Looking like the guy that's well, trying to sell somebody something. Until one day I was just beat and I walked in with my head down and I'm like, look, I'm just beat. I, I need to talk to somebody. Like, help me. Um, I'll help you any way I can, but I need just the truth. I need the real raw answers so that I can make something that's of value to you. I can't do that if right. we don't, if we don't have, if you don't trust me, we won't have a relationship. So um, that that's the approach I'm taking. A lot of people, you got to keep in mind that, a lot of people don't know what they what they what they're missing. And if you try to sell somebody something they don't know they need, it's going to be very hard to sell them something like that. Like you could sell somebody a vacuum cleaner because they know what a vacuum cleaner do and they can they know what the purpose of a vacuum cleaner is. Everybody got one in their house. It's hard to create something new that people don't have in their house and say you need automatic blinds. No, I don't. Why do I need automatic blinds? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I can just go right, right. do it myself. It's not worth $300. That's not a $300 problem, me walking over to my blinds. You know what no. I'm saying? No. However, yes. if I'm looking to replace windows and I want blinds built into the glass that are automatic, that's an opportunity if I'm in that market. So sometimes it's just about understanding how to approach people. Um, and with a beta client, the goal is to understand what their pain points are. And and right. usually it's things that we can't see because we're not them. You know what I'm saying? People right. people who don't right. use cameras don't know that, you know, ISO is an issue. Low light is an issue. They don't know. Right. They, you know, no, they don't have no they have no idea. They have no idea. No and idea. I know. And and think about it as a as a photographer or a videographer, which would you rather have a camera that's better in low light or a bigger light? I'd rather have a, a camera that's better in low light. But if that's you try to sell me a bigger light, I don't want a bigger light. I don't want to carry more gear. 
I want a Hello? better sensor. Like, but but if they don't, they've never been in my shoes. They think I'm crazy for not wanting a bigger light. So well, I think that is correct. Yeah, that is correct. What you said because you know uh, you have your background also in the weddings, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I've been shooting weddings for ten years, and I'm already sick of it. <laughs> you know, it's running gun. You understand? That. I totally get gun. it. I totally get. It. I'm. I, I'm. It's. It's an emotional roller coaster. You get you, you, yes. you love you by the bride. Everything. You getting cussed out by the bride's parents. Be. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You have to be. You have to be in the middle in every single situation. Yeah. Even the bride is going nuts. Yep. And you have to make it happy. And you have yeah, to have so. the personality as though you're enjoying yourself. Like I'm. You have to. You have to have a personality like I'm here at the party. It's fun. I'm. I'm loving it. But really, you're working. And you have to correct. portray the yeah, this is great. This is we're having a blast. You have to put that. And you you, you have to put that smile yeah. on it. And you may you not feel like that smile. that day. This wedding yeah. may remind you yeah. of your divorce. You know what I'm saying? Like man, I went through <laughs> plenty of times. <laughs> no, I'm shooting weddings. <laughs> I'm sitting here bitter than the mud. Like man, they ain't gonna be together. I went through the same crap. Yeah, you ready? Go ahead. You know what I'm saying? Go. And it's just like man, yeah. I, I know, I know. <laughs> Sometimes they look at you like you're nuts, but you know that's what it is. You take whatever it takes. Yeah, that's what you said. The whatever it takes yep. you need to make happen. So it's, but, you it's, know. it's a roller coaster, man. It, so how you guys? How you guys are over there with the uh, tornado that's coming through? Well, my area, we're not really touched much. Um, I'm, okay. It's almost tornado season. It's probably like October, September, October. Yeah. We'll start to get tornado and just hail and just weird, weird weather. Yeah. You got to pay attention to. That's all. It's the only time of year you really yeah. got to pay attention. Are you far from Dallas, Texas, or? No, no. I'm, in a... Yeah, I'm right in Dallas. Right right north of Dallas. Oh, you're in Dallas. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm from Jersey, so. Yeah. Oklahoma you know, get cra- hit a lot. Crazy city. Oklahoma's yeah. a lot of flatland, so it get hit a lot. That is correct. It died down a little bit when it started getting here, but it happens. Yeah. It definitely yeah. happens. I'm, yeah. I, I all right. It. So thank you for, thank you for your, you know. Uh, great answer. No problem. You know, I need to come probably, back out to Jersey. I'm gonna try to see it. They got, they got whatever White you want. They got White Castles up there. I'll be missing White Castles whenever I go to the New York area. I go, <laughs> really? Yeah, really? I, I saw some in Brooklyn. I went straight to Jersey because they had a White Castle. Who's in the hood? Oh, but it was worth it. Uh, yeah, you think so? After <laughs> yeah, that, after that, you know, what I'm talking about. <laughs> after after that, you stay in a toilet. Yeah, for, you got them for two days. You got to go back to the hotel room. I plan it out. I got a rule. I never get White Castles 24 hours before I fly. I don't want to do that to yeah. the people on the plane. It ain't. That's last time I had to blame it on the kid. I had to cut the fan on and be like, "Gosh, kid, <laughs> the kid." You know, kids don't be quiet about it. It stank, mama. That is correct. I'm just cutting the fan on, blaming him. Like, oh my God, son, what did you do? What did you get? It it was me. Well, you don't have you don't have a white castle in Texas whatsoever. Nope, not at all. Nope. This is like this is like a poison. The (laughs) the closest one is Kentucky. I've looked on the map. If it takes 75, it's on Kentucky. It's the closest one. So wow. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So one day. I, I literally called well, White Castles and I said, listen, I want to buy one. I want to put it in Texas. They won't let me do it. Uh, they don't franchise. They're they're all um, privately owned. One. And yes, they don't want to market. Company. So Vegas is that the closest. I go to Vegas and hit them up all the time. Because Vegas, oh, yeah. Vegas So same, same thing as a Chick-fil-A. I don't know if you have it yeah, there yeah. or not. Yeah, Chick-fil-A, tons yeah. of Chick-fil-A. Yeah. 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 So. All right. So thank you very much. 
Anytime. It was a very great uh, chatting with you and probably going to see you again next week on Wednesday. And be careful. Be Same careful time. if you're doing weddings, man. I, my, my joke is funny because when I used to do weddings and I told people I was a yeah. combat I was a combat photographer. And they was like, right. oh, that got to be scary. Bullets flying at you? I said, no, wedding photography is worse because I can't shoot back. I'm just getting shot I'm at. trying, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to get out from there and go to, you know, uh, more to corporate. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, once you shoot sixty-seven to seventy weddings a year, then you burn, and yeah. then you have to do edits, right? Yep. So you understand that. I'll, so there's the entire team involved. Look at um, Clipping Path India. They do a great job at editing wedding photos, and they're very cheap. I want to say they're somewhere around. I was paying like twenty cent a photo. I mean, you you don't even have to tell them. You don't even have to. You can send them selects, but they'll select it for you. So I would spend probably about a hundred and fifty, two hundred dollars for editing when it comes to wedding uh wedding photos, and I would just add right. it to the price and literally get home. I'm dumping cards to them, and they had them photos back in two days. You know, two days. That's through, quick. Yeah. That's quick. And it made me look good because I'm not spending time editing photos. They're doing it. I'm delivering faster than I normally deliver. And then yes. I can spend that time with other clients. Cause that I, is correct. Oh, what? Go ahead. I had shoot proof. So they would automatically upload it to my shoot proof account. Oh, um, okay. And then I would just notify, um, I would just notify the, uh, the client. And from and and either they would pick a package beforehand, a print package beforehand that I had set up through my shoot proof, or they can go on and then my packages would be available. And what's great is once okay. they buy them, all I do is approve them, which is really just approving the crops, make sure the crops yeah. in the right area. And then they send everything out. They deal with all customer service. They deal with all payment. And it was pretty dope. Clipping That's path. Very India. good. Yep. Clipping path. Oh, okay. India. Somebody said, what's the editor? Uh, Clipping path. India is what I use. And, they do a really, really, really good job. If you're doing like product photography, clothing photography, and you want to like, you know, um, you want to like take out the the dummy or take out the the, the model or whatever. You got, they do all kind of stuff. Um, they do a lot of, especially if you do like Amazon product photography, they can make bring it up to standard for Amazon with the white background and color matching. It's pretty dope, and they're they're very cheap, very cheap. That's, yeah, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, I'm gonna check them out. Check them out. Thank you. Oh, no problem. No problem. Um, with that, I'm gonna slide out. I'm gonna hand it over to this the Victor show tonight. I got I got booted out, but uh I put a chat in there. I sent you a friend request on Facebook. Hit, okay. hit me up, brother. I gotta see you. I, I, I thought that was you. I was like, who's this? I get so many friend requests, man. It's not even funny. It's probably I probably get about 20 a day. So I have to make sure it ain't no crazy ex-girlfriends and then <laughs> But we'll talk about that later. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Victor handle it, and I will. Uh, I'll see y'all next week, same time, same time, Probably same channel. See ya. Let me make sure I switch it over before I close everything. I don't want to do that. There you go. Boom. All right, y'all. Be safe. I'll see y'all next week. You've been listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and go to our webpage at www.flashfilmacademy.com.